Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post-game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post-game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday to you. We are Sports State, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis Gunner, welcome back. How you thank feel? you, thank you, thank you. Feeling better. Yeah, still getting there. A little nagging, scratchy, throw stuff, but I'm getting there. I'll be there. You know, gamer, trooper, baby. Got to do what Bar- you got to do. Barrett's white balancing in show. It's uh, beautiful. He went from blue man to Barrett. It man. keeps on going back, man. I don't understand what's going on. So for would, white balance in the business, in the in TV for a long time, we used to, whenever we'd be out on a live shot or something yeah. like that, and it'd be particularly sunny or you just turn the camera on, what you would do, I'm, I'm, I'll get my notepad out. You would go like this, you'd hold it up to the camera and that would balance the color in the camera <laughs> and everything would kind of come back into focus the right way. Right. I don't know if that works with this kind of technology, Barrett. It's, it's not working today. Day. You That's guys weird. mind if I let me let me I'm a log right, you log out. Let's okay. get you fixed. Hey, I'll fixed. share something with you, Rob. Back in yep. back in the day when I worked, <clears throat> I worked in Pittsburgh at NBC from 87 to 97. So so one time uh, I'm in the Madison Square Garden. I'm about to do a live shot before the Penguins take on the Rangers. And so producer Calvin Washington is a great friend of mine. He was one of the best uh, directors. I mean, one of the best directors I've ever worked with. You know, we're we're like about 60 seconds away from me going live and I can hear him talking back in the studio about, you know, we got audio issues. We got audio issues. And then all of a sudden Calvin says, D gun, take your blazer off. And I got a shirt and tie on. I'm like, what? I had a beautiful black. It was a black and white houndstooth blazer on. Okay. And he said, D gun, you got to take your blazer off now. And I'm like, I thought he was joking. Cause he and I like us, yeah, you never yeah. know when you're serious. And now I'm empty. Something in the pattern in the houndstooth, houndstooth blazer. Yep. was disrupting the audio. And so as soon as I took the blazer off, it cleared up the audio. Now, obviously, technology has come a long way since back then, but it was just amazing that something in a pattern of a piece of clothing was affecting the signal, the audio signal going back to Pittsburgh from New York. It is amazing, isn't it? It really is what will set something off. And, yeah, there are certain, like, checkered, you know, patterns yeah, that you can't yeah. wear and uh, – ideally if you're in studio you don't want to just be wearing a like if you're not wearing a sport coat if you're a man just right. wearing a white shirt doesn't doesn't yes. come off particularly well um it, yeah it really does there are a bunch of things that will set a camera off 
in those settings for sure. That is that is the only time in my entire career something like that happened. Yeah. That, just that one time. But you know, I won't I won't say the person's name, but we we worked with a guy, and I, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about, was a sharp dresser, very yeah. sharp dresser. Like he stepped out of GQ every time he he dressed. And yet what the bosses are always, hey, you can't wear this pattern with this pattern. And, and I'm like, wait a minute. You have some people here who dress like they just stepped out of uh, out of out of the city dump. You don't say anything to them. Now, it wasn't me, wasn't you. But yep. this dude here dresses meticulously every day from the shirt, the suit, the tie. You know, sometimes he would combine a, a plaid, mm-hmm. you know, a, a plaid with a stripe. With a stripe. Yeah. And a yeah. paisley, but it looks sharp. It went together. It worked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he he wasn't just throwing things together. Like he no, clearly no. had an eye for it, or had a stylist, or yeah. whatever. And yeah. and yeah, it wasn't always traditional. It wasn't always you know the the just a black tie with a with a you know red and whatever. I, he always he always had an uh uh trying the best way to put it. Like he had an idea what he was doing. Okay, there was a plan. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. And, yeah. yeah. And and management tended to uh get on him about it and i'm with you like i I would see other folks on our air who were allowed to get away with things and i'm like you're gonna give a hard time because exactly and that person looks like that yeah i i agree with you i mean great reporter anchor great and you mess with this dude but you don't mess with other people yeah who didn't come close to bringing it like 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 this person did and i'm like yeah always prepared worked hard yep yes did his homework you know um you know, hey, that's neither here nor there. That's that's I the past. It. You know what I mean? But no, I. But yeah, that I, was weird. That was weird, man. You know, so when uh, and when 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 Barrett held up the white piece of paper to a Mac, see, you know, we're used to white balances with studio cameras, field cameras, and stuff like that. We had to do it all the time. I didn't yeah. know you could do that with a Mac. Just hold up the white paper and <laughs> and, and, and without touching any buttons. Maybe to, you can't because uh, it worked for a second and then it went right back yeah. to he was blue. He was in the blue man group after that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> But he, he's done he's done that before where he just held it pay boom and it jumped it just popped right in. Absolutely. But, you know, hey, you know, could be weather, anything. Well, we're glad to have you back, man. Uh and we're good to glad to see everybody in the chat section. Coming up at 1 30, we'll be taking some some we'll go hardcore taking some questions from the chat section. So just want to pre-prepare people uh for that. But good to be hanging out with everybody. Let me get your impressions, Derek. You you were a little under the weather yesterday, but so you didn't really have a chance <laughs> yeah. with us at least. I know you did on the post-game show. Right. Uh, the Jacob post game show, but you didn't get a chance with us on sports take to just sort of talk about the Eagles game and the win over mm-hmm. the giants and you know, where we sit right now on Tuesday. So where, where are your, what are your thoughts on the way it all went down? Well, initially uh, I know going into that game, you and I were concerned about it being a closer game than, than what, you know, uh, it turned out to be initially. Um, and we know it's the trend to defer, but for the life of me, when, when you're the road team, especially a Giants team that's handcuffed uh, offensively, why would you give the ball to the home team with their quarterback back, with their left tackle back, uh, right tackle back? Why would you give them the ball to open the game? And they went right down the field and stuck it down your throat, and it was downhill for them after that. You know, Giants had no answers on defense whatsoever, you know, for this team. They had no answers on offense whatsoever. You're right. For this thing. It's a good way to put it, on either you side know. of the ball on either side of the ball had no answers whatsoever mm-hmm. for this team. They could make no adjustments. You know, um, it was, it was, it was one of those, um, it was the perfect storm for the Eagles and the perfect nightmare 
for the Giants. Dayball, Martindale could do nothing with the flow of this game whatsoever. Sometimes you try to trip, you know, switch things up on the fly just to slow down the momentum. On what, they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Absolutely couldn't do nothing. Jalen Hurts only had to throw 24 passes. Okay. A.J. Brown was a non-factor in the game. They beat the brakes off this team by 31 points. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that tells you just how potent this team can be when all the cylinders are clicking. Well, you let's go. Let's dig it on your your point on the fourth down because Barrett and I talked about it yesterday. It just told me Dable knew his defense couldn't stop the Eagles' offense right away, and yes. the fact that he went for it there. But I also he just had no feel later. Like there was a situation later no. he should have no. went for it and he didn't. I, I thought. I don't think he's the – believe me, the, the Giants were outclassed by the Eagles. But I oh, didn't think no Dable question. had his best game either. So, oh, um, no question. I think he was really just in a, in a sort of like feeling around mode and, and didn't know what to do with this Eagles team because he knew, I think, immediately we're in big trouble here. I think Dable not having his best game was a byproduct of him not being able to do anything, no matter what he tried, no matter what their game plan was going in, no matter how much he tried to alter or deviate for them, for, for, from the norm. Uh, and I, you could, you know, body language says a lot at certain points in the game. And I think, you know, when they show so- shots of him on the sideline in the third quarter, I think that said it all in terms of, you know what, just ain't our day. You yeah. know what, we were a great Cinderella story. Let's just ride this thing out and just make it respectable. And then Kenneth Gale, game will breaks that one off and put the put the uh, the uh, exclamation point on what was a dominant day at both sides of the football. Lights out for the Giants. Hey, you guys were a great story. You know, one of the great storylines of the 2023 season, but your storyline has come to a crashing halt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this this Eagles defense was ramped up. You know, Hassan Reddick was a man possessed early on in that game. You know, um, it couldn't stop. Couldn't do anything. Had no answers for him. Had yeah. no answers for him whatsoever. Even when he didn't get the sack, he disrupted the flow of the passing game, made Daniel Jones get rid of the ball a lot sooner than he wanted to. I thought the Eagles defense did a great job of taking away the lanes for Daniel Jones to try to run. You know, they forced him outside a lot and corralled him on the sideline instead of allowing him to turn up and get up the field. Um, you know, the receiving court, the, the Giants receiving court, and we knew that going into the game. You know, you're talking about inferior product compared to a superior product on the other side of the football. Um, and, and it showed. It, it showed itself. So any, any of and, and we all did the same thing, you know, when we said, you know, you really can't gauge anything by that last meaningless game of the season because it was the Eagles starting offense versus the JV squad. The Eagles let you know week 14 was not a fluke. You know, that's how much better we are than the New York Giants this season. You know, we just want you to know what's coming. Anybody summing up next against us, here's what's coming. Try to stop it. The yeah. fact, and I go back to this again, the fact that A.J. Brown only had three catches and what, 20-something yards receiving. Yeah. And they won by 31 points still. If I'm anybody else, I'm sitting there going – Oh shoot, we have major problem. Well, that and the other thing <laughs> is the, the Eagles went, you know, went back to look, we can just destroy you on the ground, you know, for 268. So Oh my goodness. Oh, it, you know, it doesn't it, you had a uh, you know, a Devontae Smith had a good game, not a great game. Exactly. Uh, AJ did very little. You know, Goddard was certainly more involved, but there's more there for Goddard. Like there are there are so many other things that they can just unsheath here and and untap offensively. And, and that's why look, I Totally respect the Niners and what they bring to the table as a defense. However, right, right. let's not mistake this that they never give up any points. You know, they 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 will right. give up some points. And right. with an offense this talented, the Eagles should be able to do some damage, enough damage. 
in my estimation. Well, guys, I've been trying to explain it to you. <clears throat> Let me stop saying that. When I look at their defense, I see a great defense. When I look at our offense, I see a great offense. They know how to to make you pick wrong, you know, at at, at every you know at every turn. All right, you, you you're trying to stop the passing game on the outside. All right, we don't have to stop. We don't have to stop passing. We'll just pass in the inside. We can go to our tight ends. We can go to our running backs. Okay, then you want to stop us from passing. Period. I'll work. Put a light box out there because in order to stop the pass, you gotta you gotta cover. So you got people out. You gotta send resources out there to cover. That means you're going to give a light box. So now I'm going to hit you in the head with my running backs and my quarterbacks. Mm. Now you got to put that defender back in the box. Now Jalen Hurst can read and, 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 and he can still run the ball by optioning out your best player. They can totally take um, Bosa out, Nick Bosa out the game by optioning mm. off him mm. and making him pick wrong, yep. hand the ball off or, or Jalen keep it. Oh, if we wanted to do, if you really want to, um, you know, you really want to piss us off? All right, you know what we're going to do? We're going to bring in both our tight ends. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we're just going to pound the rock with our offensive line, in which you can't stop that. You can't. <coughs> I care how good you think your linebackers are. We got the best center league. We'll put him on Fred Warner and, and just pound it down your throat. You know what I'm saying? We got an athlete at the center position that's just as good as the athlete that you have at the linebacker position. We'll just pound the rock. Oh, by the way, we got 750 pounds sitting on our left side coming mm-hmm. downhill. Mm-hmm. Say what you want to say about Nick Bosick. He don't want no parts of that fire right there. No parts of it. So, I mean, we have an equalizer at every point. We can play mm-hmm. our game and make them adapt to us. And that's the biggest thing that I don't think they'll be used to. They won't be used to, 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 to having to adapt to what we're doing. They're used to going out there and dictating tempo. We dictate the tempo on what we want to do. And that's why I didn't have a lot of problems with, you know, Shane Steichen said, all right, if I want to pass, I'm just going to pass because I want to pass. Or I want to run because I want to run because I have the, <clears throat> I have the people that I can do that at any point during the game. Yeah, I, I just love mm-hmm. the, the, the diversity of the, the multitude of this offense, the way that you can you can hurt teams a lot of different ways. And, you know, you look at some of the things that are going on, I, the fact that Lane Johnson didn't even give up. A, a pressure in the game, you know, being hurt. He guys, he's going 447 snaps, not allowed a sack or a quarterback hit, one quarterback pressure and 447 snaps. This guy just dominates every week. It doesn't matter. He had me, he had me a little worried early on in that first series when he he grabbed at the groin. Same. And I'm thinking, oh no, man, come on, man. That was come the on. first play, wasn't it? The first. Play. I think it was the second. I think it was the sec. I think it was that deep pass to Jalen threw to Devontae for 40 yards when he mm-hmm. grabbed. You know, if I'm not mistaken, I, know, I believe it was the second play of the game. Uh, got it. Okay. Da, 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 da. No, it was the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh play on that same first drive. That's where Jalen scrambled from the 22 to the 16. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. when he grabbed his groin. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm thinking, come on, Lane. Not today, bro. Not today. I know. <laughs> and thank goodness he stayed in there because I still think the Eagles would have blown him out. But I, I don't want to see any parts of Jack Driscoll on the right side of that line. I really yeah. don't. You know, not at all. And no, I hate to say I, that. I hate to say that. I'm about with you, do, but, but no, it's just a rea- it, it, Some of it isn't even as much a knock on Driscoll. It's just how great Lane Johnson is. I exactly. Mean, right. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I listen, I hear you. Hey, by the way, 1230, we're going to have Brandon Lee Galton from Bleeding Green Nation. He's going to be joining us at 1230. We're going to do a little Niners Eagles comp coming up. You'll be surprised at some of these numbers that, uh, that we're going to throw your way, uh, too. 
But good news yesterday um, coming out of the Eagles, I thought, well, possibly good news, optimistic news, I guess. Avante Maddox, uh, when, when Nick Sirianni was asked about Avante, he said, basically, look, you know, it's possible. It's possible he's going to return. He may even practice this week. Now, we don't know yet. Tuesday's an off day. They'll get back at it tomorrow. But even if practicing today means that he could, if they advance, possibly play in the Super Bowl, man, what a boost that would be to the defense. Let me say this, and I'll repeat it all week long. You don't need Avante Maddox to beat the 49ers the way this defense is playing right now. You want your best players on the field, no doubt about it. But you don't you don't need Avante Maddox. I'd roll I'd roll I'd roll the dice and say, look, man, we get the Super Bowl, you gotta roll. Because now you have two additional weeks to get ready for this one. I don't want to put him out there and aggravate it, and even if they win, they don't have him to play Kansas City or Cincinnati. Right. You know, you don't need him at this stage right now to do what you need to do. If you get the, the pressure, I think you can get on, on Purdy and disrupt him. Um, and if this offense puts it down the field on them and puts points and make them play catch up. I, you, yes, I would love to have Avante, but I don't want him out there with that toe. The toe injury is one of those injuries, man, you just don't know. It's like the high ankle sprain. It, it's yeah. like the, the strained hamstring. Man, you get out there, it feels good. All of a sudden, one false move, boom, you're done. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say if you're getting out there, you're getting ready, you're practicing, good, keep doing what you're doing, but we're going to pump the brakes on you uh, and, 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 and believe that we can get to the Super Bowl without you at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Going to be interesting to see what ends up happening there. I mean, Reed Blankenship's held his own for sure, but if you can get Avante back and put everybody back in the place that they were earlier in the season on, on the defensive side, it's going to be, it, it could be a hell of a team to deal with. That's for sure. Already doing a great job defensively. Exactly. Uh, points. You know, I mean, it, it's remarkable. Hey, you see what Dallas did, you know, and I, I, I and I, I was talking about how Wilson is, you know, the, uh, the, the DB, hold on, let me, let, me, let me pull up their roster again. Um, how they were able to stop them because there were key guys that, uh, you know, that there were better athletes than, you know, what they had on the um, offensive side of the ball. You know, everybody right. talks about how, you know, Kettle and all that stuff. Right. Yes, they're good, man, but they were able to stop them, man. And and uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Devontae Wilson. Wilson played a hell of a game, man. He virtually was a thorn in their – in their in their you know hindsight the entire game, and I told you because the way he is, he's an aggressive guy that plays around the line of scrimmage. We have that as CJGJ. Mm-hmm. We can we can cover him. Kittle's always a guy that you know he makes things happen. You can put CJGJ on him, or you could put uh, put him on um, you know the running back because he you know mm-hmm. you have to have a guy that can go out there and really match up with the athletes they have on the field. We know that Debo, uh, Debo will, you know, he he'll he'll try to get his, but we have guys that can cover him. I love our DBs against all those guys, but the the X factors is, is when you're dealing with the you know the running back and you're dealing with that tight end because you really have no one that can tie him because they create matchups that don't you know that right. don't necessarily um don't don't necessarily vibe with you know how you <clears throat> teams. And that's what makes, you know, that's what makes our defense, I mean, our, our offense so good. Who do you match up with a Dallas Goddard? It's hard, you know what I'm saying, to match up with Dallas Goddard when you don't have anybody to cover him. Mm-hmm. Well, we have guys that can cover uh, McCaffrey. We have guys that can cover Kittle. And because of that, that's why our defense will play well, play well against that offense. I'll tell you what I would do. I would have Bradbury 
on Debo more so than I would have Slay. That's size against size. I would have, I would have, uh, you know, and I and I and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I think Bradbury has had a much better, much more consistent season mm-hmm. than Darius Slay has. And if you're going to go matchup for matchup, I would not. Now I take my chances with Slay on Ayuk. Ayuk is a crafty receiver. Not only is he he, he fast, but he's quick. Yeah, he he adjusts on a dime. I'm looking at some of the routes he's run, not just this last game. But when he's going one, all of a sudden, he boom, he breaks. It's like watching a cheetah, how a cheetah can stop on a dime and break. But you know what? I think Slay can stay with him. But well, I would Slay's definitely game, have Bradbury. Huh? That's yeah. Slay's game. He plays I would definitely like have, that. I would yeah. definitely have Bradbury uh, on Debo. Now, the thing is, Gannon doesn't like to move his DBs back and forth a lot. But, you know, because you're going to have you're gonna have Debo, all this motion stuff, jet sweep, out of the backfield, running the ball. Maybe a reverse, you know, 49ers like to run their reverse every now and then. So that's a little that's a little bit better. I mean, that's a little bit more more difficult to try to have your cornerback moving around because you don't know where he's going to be at any given point in time. But if he's on that side of the field, or if you know he's just a, a straight alignment, I'm I'm have I would move him in that regard. If I see Debo lining up over here, and then you know he's gonna go in most, I, I'm having a move in most because if he's if he's gonna use if he's gonna go with that jet sweep. I got Bradbury sitting in the hole waiting for him on the opposite side. Let him, let him run it. Yeah. Let him run it. Like, I, I think there's some things you could take from Dallas. I mean, I thought they did a pretty good job on Debo. Um, you know, McCaffrey didn't kill them. Uh, they did a pretty decent job on McCaffrey. They, they, right. There's some things to take away from that, you know, what the Cowboys ended up doing in, in that game. Because as Barrett has pointed out many times, you know, it wasn't really on the defense. That, that, that was on the quarterback for the Cowboys. Why they lost oh, that game. The defense, Dallas's defense played well enough to mm-hmm. win that game for them. Sure. There's no question about that. No doubt. They had the perfect game plan. They got pressure up the middle on Purdy, and the their, their DNs kept them in the corral a lot. Now, 49ers made some adjustments in the second half. You know, Purdy, like, Purdy likes to get outside. Purdy he likes to spin around and, and do all this stuff to buy time. Purdy is not going to kill you running the ball, but Purdy – a lot of his success is based on him being able to float. Yeah. And he's, he's pretty good at doing that floating, you know, and, and waiting for one of his guys to clear. Well, the, even it, the catch by Kittle, which is a great catch. He did a great job catch. buying time on that. Oh, he did. I mean, my goodness, you know, and again, you know, I think the biggest difference, these teams are so evenly matched. Number one, number two defense, wide receivers, key players on, you know, uh, I think these teams are so evenly matched, but the one big difference for me will be the quarterback. The play of Jalen Hurts compared to the play of Purdy. Purdy has not, you know, been on the road much. He's had a lot of his success at home. You know, uh, the Eagles, they don't care where they play, how they play, underwater, on top of Mount Everest. They don't care. You know, yeah. they're going to play their game. When their game is on, they dare you to beat them at their game. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, can the 49ers come in here and and, and – can, can, no, I know the team can. Can Purdy come in here and withstand this crowd, this type of pressure that he's going to see? Yep, Um That's- but he, he's never played on the East Coast, Derek, as a starter. No, in, no. In, in the pros. In the pros, in the pros right. Here. He's done it in college. No. But yeah, in I don't pros. think he can. I don't think he can. He's never faced a defense like he's about to face on Sunday, right. regardless right. of the fans. We, you know, we already know playing in, in the vet. You know, I played in I, I played in the vet, and when I came back to play in the vet, it was even more intimidating. I knew what I was going to get. But we're talking about the link. The link is also another beast that, you know, players have to – players come here, they make you think. Because you can hear it's yeah. a hostile environment, and it really um, Philly fans just dictate more two games than probably any other fan base. No, <clears throat> you can't just come in this place and think that you're just gonna win. Now, Purdy's a rookie, a rookie, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, 
He's never played against a, a defense that's as fast and as physical. He's never been moved out of spot like he'll be moved in this game. Dallas was able to move him around. They were able to sack him, put pressure on him. And, they and you know, and we had, what, 30 more sacks than they did. Yeah. 70 to 44. 26 more. Yeah. Yeah. So when you look at you when you look at what he's going to be facing and the amount of pressures that he's going to have on it, that, that their right side is porous, porous, and the matchup of the game is more than likely going to be Big Williams versus Reddick. Let, let me give you guys this one. Kind of interesting here. Um, you hate seeing you know what went down, but this could impact the 49ers depending on. Oh what yeah. Mm. Charles and I'm I've. Forgive the pronunciation. Uh, better you than me. <laughs> Omenahue. Omenahue. O-M-E-N-I-H-U. Okay. Um, he's one of their – he's their starting defensive end. He was arrested Monday afternoon at 439 for uh, yeah. suspicion of misdemeanor domestic violence. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he's going to play or not uh, in the game. You know, we'll have to see. But this is a guy who is an integral piece of their, of their line. He didn't play a ton of snaps last week. I think that was more of a matchup thing with the Cowboys, but he's among the team leaders and snaps uh, along the, that D line all season. Mm-hmm. So that could be a big piece, man. You know, it's, it's, it's just someone else, someone less than, than, than Bosa, you know, someone mm-hmm. else out of there should be interesting. I don't understand. And, and we understand there are problems in a, in a lot of relationships, but when do you learn to walk away? You know, at what point do you learn to just walk away? And let cooler cooler heads prevail. Why do you allow it to get physical? And I don't know. And, and I don't know the situation, obviously. But we, as a player, you have seen enough of. You have heard enough of it. You know, whatever you did, or, or you're going to say you did not do, it's going to be magnified a thousand times over because of social media, right. and because of all the reports coming out there. And every time you hear a report, there's a new twist to any and everything that you hear. So whether it's mostly truthful or there's some fallacy involved as well, the bottom line is you put your you put your management in an unenviable position now because you paid your fine, you know, you, you, to get out of to get out of jail. Now you have this restraining order on you. This is a bad look for the organization because they're going to have to make a definitive decision on whether or not you're going to play in this game, the biggest game of the season. They've got to make a decision now. If we allow him to play, people are going to say, there you go, protecting athletes again. You know, if, if you don't sit him down, when you've seen all the domestic violence that has taken place across the NFL and, and other sports as well, right. you know, if you don't sit him down, then you got a far greater public outcry that you didn't do what was right. And, it, and a lot of that opinion may be based on because we don't know the intricacies of exactly what happened behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. But you put this organization now in a position that's going to disrupt the flow of trying to get ready for the last game to get you to a shot at the Super Bowl. You've been there for the second consecutive year. This is the third time in four years you've been knocking at the door. And now you got somebody who stepped outside of character at the worst possible time of the season, which is disrupting the entire game plan and blueprint for what's to come in a hostile environment on the road this Sunday. It can't help you, man. I mean, I can remember, you know, the year I went to the Super Bowl, um, the wide receiver. I mean, I mean the DB that um, Ben Roethlisberger tackled on that fumble recovery. Yeah. yeah, he was actually a starter. And the night be- night before the Super Bowl, his wife and him had a domestic violence thing, and his mm. wife cut his knee. Yeah, he was his calf. Oh, yeah. yeah, 
And he didn't end up starting the game. Uh, that somebody else started for him, but he's the one that Ben was able to tackle to save the game. You know what I'm saying? And I, if he yeah. had been healthy, I don't know if Ben would have been able to do it, but uh, he wasn't healthy because he had a cut knee. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's, 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 that's no joke, man. The no, is no joke at all, man. No. No. Especially during these type of situations, these type no. of games. Ever, ever since the Ray Rice incident, it has been under the microscope like never before, and rightfully so. And rightfully so. I mean, you think about go back before that and think about how many cases were under the under the, the radar sure. because management was able to make it go away before it blew up nationally. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, th- there's a lot of cover ups. There, there's so many cover up stories in the history of the NFL that we will never know about. It's, it's frightening mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, but but the Ray Wrights, the Ray Rice incident and Ray Rice. Never played again in the NFL. You know, uh, the Ray Wright incident put put domestic violence on the national map, and rightfully so, yep, um, and put them under the microscope. Um, but I go back to what I initially said. I don't know what the situation was like, but at some point, if it was just a matter of verbally arguing, why would you, and, and again, I'm speculating, why would you put your hands physically on, on a woman instead of being man enough to just walk away, leave the house, go get a breath of fresh air, calm down, something anything other than that you know what i'm saying I, yeah yeah i don't understand well it. i really don't well said all right let's get a timeout when we come back uh brandon Lee already Gallagher. yeah what, what? It's that time it is that time we got brandon coming up next he's going to be joining us uh when we return don't go anywhere we got the uh the gang is all here we got barrett we got derek we got me i'm rob we are hanging out with you we are sports take jacob sports youtube network on this tuesday i want to tell you about jim murray principal financial group because you know it can be really difficult finding the right person to trust with your finances. I went through it, but I found the right person, and I want you to have that right person as well. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business, you're trying to get your employee benefits off the ground, you're not really sure exactly what the best way to go about that is, that's another resource that Jim can help you with. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover with Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, and I couldn't be any happier. Give him a call, 610 996-4751-610-996-4751. You can also email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at Principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at Principal.com. My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. 
Soganow helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. back yes we are we're sports take chicken sports youtube network Derek gunn barrett brooks rob ellis hanging with you on this tuesday talking eagles and joining us right now does an awesome job uh eagles reporter manager and editor-in-chief bleeding green and you can follow him on twitter at brandon galton brandon what's up man how you making out i'm doing good how's it going guys uh good Good, i want to start with this good 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 it was a quiet day for A.J. Brown. We talked about it a little bit earlier. But you threw out a very interesting stat when he was with the Titans last year. My, now, granted, there was no Derrick Henry in the game, so you figure they're going to be a little bit more pass-happy when that's the case. However, um, he had a big one. He had a really big game against them. Uh, 11 catches, 145 yards, and a touchdown on 16 targets. So he's had some success before against them. I know different teams and all that kind of stuff, but it's something just a little seed to be planted for this game because you know – He's going to be fired up to bounce back after a quiet one. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, he won't be able to take advantage of Josh Norman, who was out there last <laughs> year. Um, but still, I mean, at the same time, like I said in the tweet, you'll also have Devontae Smith and um, Dallas Goddard on the field and Miles Sanders as well, where the Titans outside of A.J. Brown kind of had the corpse of Julio Jones and not much else going on for them there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think A.J. kind of rose to the challenge in that game. I was re-watching some of the highlights from that one. And I think he really kind of liked the battle with a physical 49ers defense and kind of took that personally and wanted to own that matchup. And I think, you know, uh, after having a game where he only had three catches for 22 yards, and he could have had more. I think Jalen Hurts threw him, overthrew him in the end zone there at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think AJ is primed for a big game mm-hmm. against a 49ers team that if they're weak somewhere on defense, again, they give up the six most yards to wide receivers. You know, Brandon, I was just going to bring that up. Uh, I saw you you put that out there on Twitter about four hours ago. For a team that finished as the number one defense in the NFL, that is eye-opening, the amount of yardage they give up to wide receivers. 
Yeah, and you know they have the talent in the middle of the field, right? It's all about the linebackers. I mean, we saw um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the name is escaping me. Uh, Fred Warner. Yeah, sorry, Fred Warner. Yeah. Uh, run down the field with CD Lamb. I mean, how many linebackers do you see running down the field yeah. with a number one wide receiver like that? That's insane. Uh, yeah, so you know, I think this is maybe not a Dallas Scott week like it was against the Giants linebackers who are not too good. You know, I think it's more about working the outside, which I think is interesting too because. If you think about Jalen Hurts' game, you know, he's gotten better at throwing over the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. But what he really wants to do is kind of more so work outside the numbers. When I look at um, you know, this young quarterback coming into a hostile environment like this and being able to take advantage of the defense he's about to face, man, I think it's slim to none of the chances of being successful, considering the fact that, you know, there's not been a rookie go to the Super Bowl. But number one, because he hasn't played against the defense like he's about to face this week you know what do you what do you think it is for us him coming into our house and and, and playing uh in our stadium yeah so it's kind of like the opposite in terms of i would worry uh, where the 49ers don't have to worry about the middle of the field i think as much because of the talent they have you know, i think that is the area where the eagles you know are going to be probably attacked there with and i look i think tj edwards has had a nice year i think kaiser white has kind of been up and down he's done some good things he's had some struggles and Kyle Shanahan is going to look to go after those guys. And, you know, I think that's going to be very interesting there. Uh, to your point, though, Barrett, I mean, yeah, I mean, we have not seen a rookie quarterback get to the Super Bowl. They're 0-4 in these championship games. Um, and four touchdowns to nine combined interceptions for these guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Average margin of defeat in these games has been 10.25 <clears throat> points. So, you know, not even close games in, the, in these losses. So, historically, this is the standard for Jonathan Gannon. If the 49ers win this game, um, then that's, you know, that's a really bad look for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated what he's going to purdy how he's going to respond. I mean, it was his first game as a starter on the East Coast, going into a really hostile environment. Um, you know, and, and again, some of this is not just him. It's the way Kyle Shanahan has coached him up and the weapons that he has around him and all those kind of things, Brandon. But, but ultimately, at some point, it feels like the deeper you get into this, your quarterback's going to have to win a game for you or make huge critical plays in, uh, down the stretch. And, you know, if, if you're asking me who I trust more in that situation, I trust Jalen Hurts more in that spot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I think Purdy was kind of begging to turn the ball over a bit there against the Cowboys. You know, yeah. he had that drop oh pick, goodness. obviously, by Trayvon Diggs. I also think beyond the interceptions of it all, I just held the ball for a really long time sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that against this Eagles pass rush. They're going to get home. They're going to knock it out, too. And, you know, um, I think something that's kind of been uh, flying under the radar here with the Eagles pass rushes, you know, they've gotten some of these strip sacks, you know, think about against Justin Fields, think about against Dak, think about just against Daniel Jones, and they haven't been able to recover any of them. You know, some of that's just <clears throat> bad luck, right? The fun ball bounces a right. certain way. You're not getting right. bounces. They're probably going to be due for some good luck at some point if they get that ball out. So I think mm-hmm. that's something to watch. Where the, you know, as far as the running game, you know, my matchup with the offensive line being the best offensive line in the league against they're saying uh, the best linebacking core in in, uh, in Nick Bosa in the league. I, I just think we have too much, too much firepower as far as too much, you know, 700 pounds on one side of the ball, uh, the centers and all pro, the right guards and all, I mean, right tackles and all pro. Yes, you have two good linebackers in a defensive end. I just think we have more resources in there to dominate the game, even when running the ball and dictating tempo, whatever they want to do. That's just my my way of thinking. What are you thinking about that? I mean, Eagles offensive line is playing at a, a whole nother level right, right. now. Um, 
Hassan Reddick alone against the Giants, and let's be clear, Hassan's obviously fantastic right now. Um, he had seven pressures, according to Pro Football Focus, in that Giants right. team. Giants team as a whole against the Eagles offensive line had seven pressures combined with the 19 players mm-hmm. they played on defense. That is, <laughs> as in St. Lane Johnson, who is, you know, playing through this groin injury, zero pressures allowed. He had two penalties, but, you know, you'll, you'll take that with the two, zero mm-hmm. pressures allowed. And look, you know, uh, Nick Bosa is certainly better than anyone the Giants have. I mean, for as good as a year as Hassan Reddick is having, like I just said, Bosa has 18 and a half sacks right now. I mean, he's, he's at a different level. Um, but, you know, you have to feel good about the way Lane is playing and the offensive line as a whole is playing and the fact that, you know, Jeff Stoutland is here. Um, so that's another unit I trust in right now. How about that? I mean, the, the interesting thing with the stats. So the Eagles during the regular season had 70 and San Fran had 44. But it was much more spread out for the Eagles. Yeah, Reddick was unbelievable. But, you, you know, we all know they had four guys in double digits, right? If you look at the 49ers, it, it's not as evenly dispersed here, Brandon. You had, what, 18 and a half or, what? yeah, I think it was mm-hmm. for uh, altogether for um, Bosa. The next guy with the highest sack total had five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's they're not anywhere near the Eagles level in terms of their, their ability to get after the quarterback. One guy is for sure, but not as a, as a unit, that defensive line. And then uh, Charles Amenahu here, who just really, as we're right before recording here, um, you know, facing allegations of domestic violence. Yeah. Um, he's second on their, their roster yeah. in sacks this season. So, you know, um, and if you include the playoffs, so, you know, yeah, it's not really a deep group. <clears throat> As much as it is, you know, you have the a super elite high-end talent in Bosa. You know, there's something to be said for the deep group and the rotation, the fact that you can mm-hmm. keep these guys fresh and, you know, um, you're really uh, allowed to be effective in limited playing time. I mean, we saw that with Brandon Graham this year. Brandon Graham uh, had his best year of his career, even though he played like the fewest snaps of his career. Yeah. Uh, when he's been, at least when he's been, you know, a regular player. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy how much being able to rotate these guys helps. Hey, Brandon, what do you think about Nick Sirianni comparing Jalen Hurst to Michael Jordan? <laughs> I knew that was going to get some attention. Um, I think I think you have to look at exactly what he was saying in terms of like, you know, I don't, I don't think he was saying, because everyone's going to, mind is going to go to, he's comparing the player. You know, he's, right, this is, right. like, he, he did not say Jalen Hurts is the Michael Jordan of the right. NFL. I, yeah, right. I don't think you, you know, no one's going to say that. It's just an outlandish thing to say. Right. <laughs> I, I get where it's coming from. I think maybe don't invoke MJ uh, Sirianni, but mm-hmm. I understand there is something to be said, and we've said it probably all year mm-hmm. throughout the year, just the confidence and the swagger and the personality the team takes on when Jalen Hurts is out there. There's just this calming presence. There's a stability that you know everything's going to be okay. You can trust it's going to work out. Jalen's going to – he's got us. We're going to be good. And really, it reminds me of Foles in the Super Bowl run. There was He had such a calming presence out there, and I think we're seeing a lot of that with Jalen as well. Well, who are we Who are we to, to question anything? And I mean all of us, me included. To question and chuckle at anything Sirianni says, considering you go back to his first season when he started talking about water and plants. We're like, what the heck is this? I, you know, we covered this game a long time. I've never heard a coach say anything like that. Lo and behold, you understood it at the end of the season. Players buy it. That's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, you saw um, C.J. Gardner-Johnson change his uh, Twitter picture, too, of the picture of Nick Sirianni with the chain on. So, yeah, it, it is working with them. And, I, look, you know, I think Sirianni's done a good job. Um, it's, it's really impressive what he's been able to do. I also think something that is becoming more apparent now is just how much of a villain he is to these other – like, for obviously, Eagles fans yeah. love him. But, yeah. man, 
these other these teams, other fans, now that they're you know seeing him on this playoff stage, like they can't stand this guy. So I think that's even more fun if you're an Eagles fan that everyone else <laughs> hates your coach. Well, they you know, look, they went whenever you win a playoff game, obviously, but Brandon, he was in his zone for Saturday, man. Like he was, you know, I, I know what the bleep I'm doing. Uh, the, you know, the reaction to the yeah. touchdown, even he's always demonstrative for a coach, a lot more than most for sure. But even by his standards, he was he was wired, man, uh, on Saturday. That's him, though. You know, right? Yeah. Like that's this isn't a put on. This isn't like an act. Like that's Nixon. He's he's that kind of guy. He yeah. is fired up. He's kind of unhinged. Is the word I would use sometimes. And I think you know if you're going to be our authentic self, I think that's going to um, work out probably more often than not. Um, I think between Sirianni and Jalen Hurts, it's this is a marriage of two individuals who are extremely competitive. You know, and that word gets thrown around a lot. You know, in sports, obviously there's level of competition, but I think these are guys are like obsessed at a different level. I think you're seeing that. Mm-hmm. Well, looking at you know looking at uh, the matchups on you know their offense against our defense, what's your key matchup you uh, going into this game? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go back to the A.J. Brown of it all. It's just like I think, you know, for him to have that quite of a game, I think he's due. He's going he's gonna to come through. Um, I think he, you know, you saw him sulking a bit, and, you know, there's the injury involved in there, but I think that's going to be critical. Um, also, you know, look, again, why did the Eagles win the Super Bowl in 2017? Easy answer, they dominated in the trenches, um, and that's what they did against the Giants, and I think they're going to have to continue to do that. And I know it's going to be, you know, a lot of, oh, it's going to be tough to run on this 49ers defense, and it will be because they're, they're physical. They hit hard at the same time. You know, we saw the Eagles go up against the Saints the past couple of years, this number one run defense, and they were able to run on those defenses. So, um, you know, I wouldn't shy away from anything. I would, If I'm the Eagles, I say play your game. I, I, you don't have to um, be afraid of this team at all. They're, respectable. they're, they're a great team. 49ers are great. You have to, you have to respect the heck out of them. Um, but I would not be – you can't play afraid of this opponent. Brandon, what's one of the biggest what's one of the biggest matchups you'll be watching uh, when this game is played on Sunday? I mean, I think you have to look at you know the coaching of it all too in terms of Nick Sirianni. He's giving the Eagles an edge when he's going for it on fourth down <clears throat> and being aggressive, whereas Kyle Shanahan is, is kind of the opposite. The, he gets into situations where you know maybe it's fourth and two. He wants to kick the field goal, and in a big game like this where points could be you know maybe at a premium. You know, I think that's a big deal. Now, obviously, Shanahan's done a great job in terms of 49ers on this big winning streak and everything. But, you know, there's times where I think he's going to leave points on the field. And I expect Sirianni to be aggressive. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, that aggression is going to win out. How much, mm-hmm. Brandon, how much in your estimation in watching that game Sunday between the Cowboys and the 49ers was the 49ers just enforcing their will doing what they do versus the Cowboys not being up for that moment? Yeah, that's a good question. Um you know, I, I think a lot of the what the Eagles – or sorry, the, the 49ers are doing defensively. Um, you have to give them a lot of credit. Um, at the same time, you know, I, I thought the 49ers were the better team than the Cowboys were, and I, I thought it would be better for the Eagles from a standpoint of if you want to get the worst team, it's probably better if the Cowboys come into the link because I don't think they were at quite as good, even though, you know, better quarterback. Um, but when you weigh it all together – and that's the thing, like Brock Purdy – he, he doesn't even need to play super well. That's the crazy thing. He doesn't need to have an awesome game because of just how good that defense is. Uh, they can kind of bail him out and, you know, really carry the team. It's it's not many units in the league that can do that. It's, it's pretty rare. And obviously Shanahan will do his best to make the most of what party, uh, Purdy can give them. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think a lot of it is a testament to the 49ers. I think they're a great team. You, you like I me? Mean, do you like Gannon and his way he calls plays? You know, uh, recently. I mean, you, do you think he's going to be more aggressive? 
I think Gannon deserves some credit for, uh, you know, obviously the performance as a whole, keeping the Giants to seven. But one of the most one of my most favorite things from that game taking away was they, he forced the issue on the Daniel Jones turnover. C.J. Gardner mm-hmm. Johnson came on a blitz. Yep. Daniel Jones had to get it out hot. James Bradbury, a very good corner, was able to take advantage and jump the route, make the pick. And to do that against a Giants team that had the fewest interceptions in the league this year, Daniel Jones did a great job of taking care of the football. I thought that was really impressive and also kind of speaks to the fact that um, it's not about you know blitzing on every down, but it's about picking your spots at least and finding times to actually you know be aggressive, force the issue, force the team. You're playing into a mistake as opposed to just sitting back and waiting for that mistake to happen. Do you think the Eagles will lose either one of their coordinators? Or when you look at the competition they're stacked up against out there in in terms of job opportunities, that maybe this is just not their year. I mean, if there ever was a year for either one of these guys to shine and move on, it would be this year. But there's some stiff competition out there. Yeah, and, you know, the timing doesn't help them necessarily. The candidates in that, you know, uh, they can't be hired officially, at least until after the yeah. season is over. Yeah. So if they're going to the Super Bowl, um, maybe a better chance you can hang on to them. I tend to think Gannon's going to get a job. You know, there was a lot of buzz about him being the favorite in Houston last year before things kind of went sideways there and the Brian, Brian Flores lawsuit happened and ended up hiring Slovy Smith instead. So, you know, I think they might end up going with him, although D'Amico Ryan certainly seems like he's in play there as well. Um, and I would go with D'Amico if it was up to me. But uh, yeah. also, uh, I think we saw – I saw Albert Breer say there's some buzz that um, the Titans – or sorry, no, uh, the former Titans executive the, – the Cardinals uh, might have interest in Gannon. So, you know, we'll mm-hmm. see on him. I, I tend to think a team is going to hire him before Steichen, even though Steichen – I think Steichen might have more of the chops that a team might like to see in terms of um, the, the acumen. I think Gannon has more of the personality. I, I think – Going off of what we've seen from Steichen in some press conferences, I don't know that teams are necessarily ready to think he might be like the CEO type to lead a team just yet. Mm. If you, yeah. you jump back to the matchup here with the Niners, Brent, and, and you look at the weapons they have offensively, Kittle, uh, McCaffrey, certainly Ayuk with Debo, does this pl- do the weapons that they have counter what the Eagles do well, or does it kind of feed into what the Eagles do well with some of these guys who they're going to be leading heavily on in your estimation? I think it's, it's it's hard to say from a standpoint of I don't think we've seen the Eagles play a team, you know, quite like this in terms of how often they use, you know, these multiple running back sets and, and an offense just of so much play action like this. You know, they're they're kind of unique in that regard. And obviously just some of the like George Kittle himself is just a unique talent that you don't right. see very often. Um, so that's that's what part of what's making makes this matchup, I think, so interesting is that you don't fully know what to expect. This is like this is a new look for this team. Wait, a new look as in, as in, as in what? What do you mean Just by in that? terms of, again, the, these skill sets of these players. That they like haven't these, faced. Yeah, and in these also, just the usage of the, the person. Again, you're talking about like 22 personnel. Like, I just don't think we've seen mm-hmm. a lot of the Eagles go up against a lot of that this year. Well, yeah, and, and I've been trying to tell people that for the longest. It's, it's funny, you know, that they're going to see – well, both of these teams are going to see – a newness that they haven't experienced. You know, both teams will be that way. But I'm looking at, you know, even the quarterback situation with, you know, that defense, you know, the 49er defense facing Jalen Hurts and them playing on the West Coast, understanding how, you know, those quarterbacks are. You don't see quarterbacks like that, 
necessarily in that division. You don't see that. You know, you see, mm-hmm. I mean, you you got mm-hmm. I me, mean, you got the the Smurf down and uh down in <laughs> the Cardinals, but I mean, other than that, you know, he's just running around, but he's not running around to run. He's running to push the ball down the field. Jalen Hurts does everything. You know what I'm saying? As far as he can look down the field, he can just go out there and outright run it. Do you play man to man against it? Domingo Ryan's going to have his hands full mm. trying to f- defend a guy like Jalen Hurts, man. And I, he hasn't experienced that yet. And that's, I mean, those are one of the key matchups, you know, I can't wait to see. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the areas, again, that this 49ers defense has had some issues. We saw it last year, you know, when, when they came to Philly. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I think, had something like eight runs for 80 yards that day. He was able to that's have success right. Right. with his that's legs. Right. Um, obviously, Dak, yeah, Dak isn't the same runner he used to be, but he converted some key, um, you know, he had some key first downs against this defense with his legs. So, you know, I absolutely think that's going to be a factor. And look, you know, the Eagles had Hurts six design runs for him in that Giants game. So you right. know, he's not limited in that regard. At least they're like, they're ready to use. And you know, this is the NFC Championship game. It's also the time to not save him anymore. Like you're, you're gonna go all out. So I absolutely expect Jalen Hurts' mobility to be a factor. What mm. has surprised you most about this team? What you thought they were going to be versus what they are? Is is it the easy answer, the improvement of Hurts, or is it something else? It has to be the le- the extent. You know, <clears throat> we, we can all say. Um, even if you were one of the biggest proponents of Jalen Hurts, you thought, you know, you believed in this kid, you were optimistic. I think you're lying if you said you thought he would be this good. And I also right. think <laughs> you, you might be lying if you, because even, you know, I had a skepticism about, you know, how good he can be as a passer. I thought he could improve, but I, I didn't think he, you know, it was, a, it was a large bridge to gap from where he was last year to where he is this year. And I also think I probably underestimated, again, the value of leadership. And, you know, the, the, the way the team takes on his calm personality. Yeah. I think those things can kind of get overrated sometimes because, you know, I think talent at the end of the day is probably going to win out. But I think with him, it's kind of different. I think he's at a different level again. When I, I talked about that with Sirianni, when they're mm-hmm. at like different levels of competitive, different levels of um, this composure. Like it's, it's not something you see often, but I do think it matters here. Hey, Brandon, um, the trend has been for years to defer when it comes to the opening kickoff. But in this particular game, if you win the coin toss, do you take the ball or defer? Obviously, if you're the home team and the Eagles did what they did against the Giants, it brings the house down. If the Niners, what would you? What do you do? Well, I'll tell you what they're going to do, and they're going to defer. <laughs> that's what they yeah, that's do. what they do. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we saw, like, to your point, T-Gun, we just saw them, you know, get that ball first, get it in the end zone, and stadium was rolling. And I think that's one of the biggest concerns I have when it comes to, again, in defense, when it, you know, you're allowing the team to kind of convert these first downs. It's kind of sucking the wind or the air, the juice, whatever you want to call it, out of the Mm -hmm. stadium a little Mm -hmm. bit. Fans are kind of not ready to get up and cheer as much for that maybe fourth, third, and three conversion um, on on a long drive. So, um, you know, I see the merit in going for it. You know, I might consider it, but, you know, we know, we all know they're going to just differ. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it's all wishful thinking when, when it comes at it. All right, Brand. So what happens, man? Uh, Eagles are are two two and a half point favorites, depending on where you look today uh, heading into this one. What do you think in the game itself? Yeah, I think you know. Whereas we saw the Giants game kind of be like a redux of the NFC Championship game five years to the date against the Vikings, a, a blowout kind of performance. 
I think this is going to get kind of be more of like that Falcons game from the that playoff run where you know it was what fifteen to ten at the end. It came down yeah. to the wire. Right. I think this is going to be a very competitive, very tough game. You know, this 49ers team, they, they play such a physical, tough brand of football, both offensively and defensively. Like They run hard. They hit hard. It's going to be tough. Um, at the end of the day, though, again, Eagles have the better quarterback. I think you can – they're so strong in the trenches. Home field advantage is no small deal here. Um, 49ers team can be had. You know, we saw the Chiefs blow them out. Um, we saw the Raiders give them a challenge late yep. in the season. 500 like, net yards the Raiders put up against them. Exactly. With Jared Stidham. With Jared Stidham, yep. this team is not invincible. <laughs> uh, I feel extremely confident in the Eagles. It's a similar feeling to I had back in twenty during twenty seventeen run. I, I just think they're not a, Jalen Hurts is not a quarterback you bet against right now. This Eagles team as a whole is not a team you bet against. I like the Eagles to win. It'll be close, but I like them to win. Brandon, good there stuff, go. man. Yeah, Appreciate really you, bro. Really Appreciate good you. stuff, man. I, I, stuff. I suggest everybody check out Brandon's work. It's awesome. I read every single day. Uh, Eagles reporter, manager, and editor-in-chief at Bleeding Green. Follow him on Twitter at Brandon Gowton. Brandon, thanks, man. Thanks, for thanks guys. Minutes. Take All it right. easy. Appreciate uh, you, bro. Interesting insights always uh, from Brandon there. That's I keep coming down to, I, and I try to simplify it like I did with the Giants. I know it's only Tuesday, and we'll get heavier into predictions and all that. But for the Giants game, I just started looking at positions and who who wins, who checks off more boxes overall. Now, this is different. Certainly, San Fran is a lot more formidable in, in, in a lot of spots. I still give the advantage to the Eagles, and, and mm-hmm. especially you start a quarterback as far as I'm concerned. I just think at some point, Brock Purdy's got to look like a rookie. I, I mean, not everybody mm-hmm. steps in there and is like Tom Brady or, or or whatever. Like, Is there a human piece of this thing with him on the road in a hostile environment, possibly in a, in a game where he's got to bring him back or something like that? Could this be the game that he looks human and makes a mistake? This by far will be his greatest challenge. You know, everybody has analyzed and dissected this young man. Um, and, and let's face it, he has had an incredible run. But he he has not seen what he's about to see at Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday. I don't in, know. Ter- in terms of fans, in terms of pressure, um, in terms of ebbs and flows. I mean, you're, you're one of four teams left standing. There's two games left. You know, and everybody who's a football fan, whether you're a fan of the Eagles or the Niners or not, whether you're a fan of the Chiefs or Bengals or not, is going to be watching because it's football and because so much money is being heavily bet on this game. And all that's going through his mind, and he's being pulled in 20 different ways. And I'm sure the organization has done an incredible job of shielding from all these multitudes of media requests and have him focus on just playing football. Hey, the Eagles have done it for years in terms of shielding their quarterback. Donovan McNabb, it doesn't make a difference who it is. They do an incredible job of shielding um, their primetime players away from the limelight and excessive exposure to open media. They want him nothing but football day and night. But the bottom line is you're facing a defense that had 70 quarterback sacks this year. They're coming, whether it's a four-man front or occasionally Gannon will shock you and send a safety down. He'll put a safety down the box or have a, a cornerback looping. You know, or a corner coming off the edge. You're going to see some stuff you haven't seen in 17. Or he hasn't played 17, but you haven't, you haven't seen at all this year. I just don't think, as good as he's been, I don't think for 60 minutes he can stand the test of time in this environment. I just don't. Yeah, if, he, I, I, if he does, yeah, I'll, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is, wow. Well, I, wow. I also think, you know, look, Bosa's going to get some pressure in there. We know you're going to have to get the ball out quick, but I, I just don't think the rest of that line stands up to, to you right. know, what he brings to the table. And 
if he is in there quicker, quickly, either get it out quick or take off. You know, I mean, he's the, the Eagles quarterback's a better runner than Dallas's quarterback, even though, you know, Prescott's got some mobility. If, well, if that heat is really coming hard, this is where yeah. we could see Jalen have a big leg game. Yeah, exactly. Is that well, and, go ahead, B. Brooks? <clears throat> and you got to look at you got to look at this also, man. Can he hold up against the run? Mm-hmm. You know, that's 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 what I'm saying, because I've seen him in run type situations. If he's on the outside, he's trying to get up the field and you capture that outside on him. Mm-hmm. Oh man, he I, I just seen him get dumped on his head a lot, man. So mm-hmm. can he hold up against you know that I mean that 700 bruh, 700 pounds leaning on you for an entire game. I don't care who you are, you you get tired, bro. You get tired. And Jordan Malata should feast on him on running plays just to make sure on passing plays he has a little less of that oomph in that gas, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's come back and let's dig a little bit deeper into the Niners, go behind the, the numbers here and just see, you know, what the Eagles are up against here. We'll do that. Uh, we'll continue that discussion. we got a lot of good stuff from the NFL. Some numbers uh, about how many viewers watch the games over the weekend, what coaches are coming back, taking gigs, who's interviewing where. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff in store for you. Don't go anywhere. Uh, by the way, coming up at 1.30, we'll take some questions from the chat section as well. So have your questions ready during that segment and fire away. All right, Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take. Tell a friend, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Also pound that like button. All right, let's talk about ProAction Restoration. Yeah, ProAction Restoration is your go-to. It's your lifeline. If you have a home, you have a business, you have a property, and you go through the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, you name it, they can handle it, all right? They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I know this because I reached out to them on a Saturday. They got right over, cleaned up the problem. The price was reasonable. The crew was completely professional, clean, awesome situation. And it was just a big sigh of relief. I can tell you that for sure. They're licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company also. So again, Water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student athletes to serve as mentors. 
We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Back, baby. Yes, we are. We are Sports Take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. D-Gun. R.L. is hanging out with you on this Tuesday, January 24th, man. We're, we're going to be out of January in a, in a week. <laughs> Here's the best thing about January right now, because I tell oh, you sorry. guys all the time. Well, yeah, that that January and February, I hate those months because those are the coldest months, the most unpredictable months in terms of snowfall. So far, no snow. We've had an abundance of rain, as it has been the case across the country. And when you see some of the massive floodings taking place, especially out west, it's just mind-boggling. But no snow, number one. The month is almost over. And February is the shortest month of the year. Those three things. You know, the quicker we get through February, the happier I'll be. I told you, the revamped D-Gun so far through 24 days has kept his promise to you too. I've been a kinder, gentler person. I'm trying, but I'll be even happier if we get through oh. this winning. What 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 would you say? What'd you say? say word. I didn't <clears throat> what, what, what? What? What you gotta say? What? What? I was what? coughing. You just dis- you dispute the notion that I've been kinder and gentler in the 24 days anything? of the new year? Did I say anything like that? I was yeah, coughing. but that bogus cough spoke volumes, Mr. Brooks. <laughs> Did anybody hear me say I, I need I mean it was just a cough? I mean I, some guy stuck in my air tube. That's you didn't cough the whole air show. Tube. He hasn't coughed the whole dang show. Now all of a sudden he coughs. Oh my! God. I would say, I would say I'm offended, but I, I can't, I can't go there, B. I can't, I can't. Look, I'm even drinking some water because I can't. Yeah, get it, get, your, get that, get your air to, you know, good to look, go. Uh, look, Chris, go, Chris, go, I noticed the change. It's <laughs> correct. She or he's correct. He or she's correct. Um. So uh, let me give you a little. Let, let's dig into the Niners here a little bit. All right. So they've won 12 straight, right? Their last loss was October 23rd. Their last loss was eight days before Halloween. It's been a, it's been a long time since they lost a football game, right? 
So this year they've lost four times. They lost three times on the road. Now keep in mind, these were early. This was a way to like, this was like Trey Lance, Jimmy G, no McCaffrey. Uh, They lost at Chicago, at Denver, at Atlanta, and they lost at home to the Chiefs. They're their four losses. The Chiefs were the last loss that they had October 23rd. So that's what they've done thus far. Purdy 7-0 as a starter. He's the fourth quarterback to be drafted in the sixth round or later to reach an NFC conference championship game in his first season as a starter. Uh, They've allowed 19 points per game on the road. Uh, He's only played Purdy two games as a starter in general on the road and none uh, out of the, you know, uh, Pacific uh, time zone. Uh, They allowed 44 points uh, to the chiefs, 30 points in the second half. So a, a really good chief offense got him pretty good. And the Raiders later in the year, I think it was the second to last game of the the regular season. It was a back and forth battle with that team that didn't even make the playoffs. Jarrett Stidham, who replaced Derek Carr, threw 365 against them and three touchdowns. And Vegas had 500 total net yards. I point all that out because their defense is unbelievable, but it's not impossible to get things going here uh, against them. I mean, all you had to do is just watch the game they uh, they just played against Dallas. Dallas was well within the you know the you know range to, to win the game. If they had better quarterback play, more than likely they would have won the game. Um, Dallas's defense put a halt on their offense. Their off uh, Dallas's offense could have scored a lot more on their defense. Uh, I don't know what Dak was thinking about and some of the plays that he ran. I don't know what the play calling was. We have a legitimate play caller. We have legitimate play callers, number one, going against that defense. We got a legit offensive line going against that defense. That rookie was getting his ass kicked against Bosa. I don't know why they even put Bosa on the other side. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because he was whooping uh he was whooping um, Tyler Smith. On the, no, the other Smith. Um on the other side also, he was whooping both of them. But you saw that they're there. You could you could run an offense against them very very easily. It's not like they're just so good that you can't you know you can't score on them. Okay, he you know middle linebacker ran with C.D. Lamb. It was a go route. He just turned and started running. Right. I get it, man. That's that's a great play. But I just can't see him being the same way with Kelsey tattooed and plastered all over him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know. Kelsey's throwing 300-pound guys, let alone a linebacker. How many times has he got up on linebackers and finished them also? Yeah, there's two great examples in that game where he gets out and just kills guys. Right. You know what I mean? So I I have no fear against that offense. None. How about defensively, though? You you have no fear against the 49ers offense? Is that what you're saying? Defense or offense? Defense. Wow. You you don't fear the 49ers defense in any way, shape, no. or form. No, I mean you can't you can't say no way she reform. I'm saying that Wait, I, don't said, fear, no, I, I don't just, fear. I don't fear. No, you, you you're saying it literally like you know you don't have no fear against. No, I mean when I look at when I look at what we have in the Eagles, they don't put they don't put fear in me like oh they're you know they're they're. You can't run on them or you can't pass. No, I no. They didn't say no, that. No, 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 no. And I didn't say I have no fear in, in, in you know, their ability to do. I don't. I have more hype. I have more. I have more of a trust in what we can do. Yes, as I, opposed I'm to them. Not, I mean, I'm not disputing that. 
I don't fear them. I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, let me say it. Let me say, all right, let me say it. Like I don't fear them, D Gun. I don't fear them. I'm. I'm. I, I'm not disputing anything you say about this Eagles. All right. Team. Well, I'm, I'm. I'm gonna say it then. I don't fear them in any way. Okay. All did right. you feel? Did, did you? Do you, you certainly fear them more than the Giants? Correct. I didn't fear the Giants either. No, no, that's not what he asked you. No, but first you, of all, a better Brooks, team than the Giants, right? Yeah. He's a better. Or, yeah, that's a okay. better team than the Giants. Okay, Mama Brooks. First of all, thank you for standing up for me. I appreciate you. Um, you know, because your son, he's off. He gets off kilter every now and then. <laughs> what, 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 my mom say? She said, "Barrett, you know, leave D Gun alone. Be nice. You know, which is true. <laughs> and I'm glad you said that, Mama Brooks. You know, I appreciate that. Oh, don't do know. that. <laughs> she telling the truth. Uh-huh. Yeah, she 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 telling the truth. She telling the truth. But but I will say I this. I don't though. I don't. I don't. This is I... this is the best collection of weapons that the Eagles will face. That's all I'm saying. And this is this is this is a team that can be just as explosive offensively as the Eagles can be." Yeah, I, I, look, I think this is a really good team. Um, I think they're beatable. I agree. Yeah, like I, I don't go into this saying, "Oh my God, th- this is this is David and Goliath." I'm not saying no, that. No, 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 no. Uh, but you know, I look at they they have a nice collection here with McCaffrey and Mitchell and and Debo and Ayuk and Kittle. Uh, you know, it's a matter of can that offensive line contain the <clears throat> Eagles' defensive line. Can right, they can they it. contain the most ferocious pass rush? Absolutely. Absolutely. Can, is, is, is the environment meaning the loudness, the pressure that he's going to be under, Absolutely. everything else that comes with it? Can Purdy hold up? Like that's the game for me. I think the Eagles' offense will do enough against this 49ers defense. I'm not telling you they're going to light them up, but they'll do enough. Exactly. It's down to the that's quarterback play for San Francisco. That's all I'm saying. That dude, that dude McCaffrey is a Swiss Army knife. And everybody on this show has admitted that. He is a Swiss Army knife. You, the Eagles haven't seen somebody like him. Not even Alvin Kamara. Kamara wasn't Alvin Kamara this year. Okay, yeah. let's face it. They haven't faced anybody like this. You right, put him I, in so many different positions. Can I, can I, can I, can I say something? That's no, because you know what? I can't hear anybody who's, who's blue right now. My eyes are watering. <laughs> I, can't hear I can't see him. I can't hear him. <laughs> no, go ahead, man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. The Eagles have faced a team. That defense just as good as them. The defense is just as good. Yes. Who? Yes. The Bengals. The Saints defense. Oh, the Saints. The Saints defense is good. It might it might be even a little better. They just their offense sucks so bad that they spend too much time on the field. The Saints defense is better. When you play player for player, and you put it up against their defense, they're just as good. In fact, in some aspects, they're better. As far as the secondary, the secondary, Marshawn Lattimore, makes a big Marcus difference. Bay, Tyron Matthews yeah. is better than their defensive backs. Linebackers, it can go tip for tap. I mean, you look at Demario Davis, is good. You know what I'm saying? Pete Werner is good. But you know, they got two, you know, great guys over there. So I'll give Fred Warner. He's a yeah, great yeah, linebacker. Yeah. I love Demario Davis. He ain't Fred Warner. But then I look at the defense him. line. Yes, they got one guy. That's that one guy, right. Nick Bosa. Right. But they got um, Cameron Jordan. They got uh, Grayson. Um, and they got Marcus Davenport. Yeah. Their defense is just as good as the uh, as the Saints. I mean, as the, um, the Saints defense is just as good as the 49er defense. They spend too much time on the field. They Their offense wasn't explosive enough 
to keep them off the field. They took t- more reps, more reps than the 49ers did. And that's why their numbers aren't because they're always their numbers are always comparable as far as the top defenses in the league every yeah. year. So they have seen a defense that is just as good as the defense they're about. That, that's the I, tough I thing. That. Even that's Marcus... the tough thing about the comp with the Saints game because Jalen didn't play. It's hard to know right, what, exactly. You right, know, right. So you talk, you turn the ball over like they did, and you don't, um, you know, you don't, you're not with your starting quarterback. Yeah, it didn't look good. It was probably right. the worst game. And they, they, no, the no starting, time, no starting lane, no starting lane, right. which is huge too. Right. And I also just thought, really, for the first time, and maybe the only time I could say that. I felt like the intensity level wasn't what we're accustomed to right. with them, you yes. know, all year. That's certainly not going to be the case on, on Sunday, but I, it was, there were a lot of things going on in that game, that saints game that I don't, I don't think we'll obviously you're going to have better personnel because you have your quarterback in lane. Um, with the Gardner Johnson play in that game. No, uh, he didn't no. play either. No. So you're going to have, you know, better personnel for sure. And I, you're going to have a more dialed in team. Clearly. Exactly. I don't think, I don't think <clears throat> was Avante playing in that game. Avante didn't play in that game either. Uh, and we don't know if he's going to play in this game, though. You know, But I'm just saying that mm. defense and the physicality that they played with, they've played against a team that's just as good as that um, – just as good as, as the uh, 49er team that they're about to play. Okay. In fact, in more aspects, that 49er team is not as good as their defense because in certain areas, you can't tell you, – you're going to say, Hufunga's my guy. I love the way Hufunga plays. Yeah. But he is not better than Tyron Matthews or, or you know, or even Marcus May. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's good, but he's not on the, on the level of those guys there. There's nobody on their secondary. Neither one of the wards are better than mm-hmm. Tyron Matthews. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really interested, like, uh, it, it, if this is a game that Jalen gets loose with his wheels, it's going to be interesting to me. Um, like I said, you know, if Bosa's getting heat or they're getting heat generally or whatever – if he doesn't just take off and really gash them w- w- with his legs. I don't know. I mean, I think that he is still not 100% for sure. He's getting closer, um, you know, with that shoulder. So he's maybe still a slightly hesitant, although we didn't see a ton of that. I mean, maybe slightly hesitant um, in, in the last game. But I, I think this is where he, you're just going to have to unleash everything. I think, I think, I think this game is going to be way more physical than the the Chiefs Bengals game. I think that game is going to be more of a gunfight at the OK Corral. You know what I'm saying? Teams up and down the field, up and down the field. I think this is going to be more of a strategist type game. Um and and the the, the Eagles seem to defensively seem to jack up their play when opponents coming in and, and, and you, they hear all this talk about their physicality. And that's when the Eagles raise their physicality. You know, we've heard them a couple of times walk off the field, players talking about how, and you thought their defense was physical. What about ours? So they take that, they take that, you know, as, as a challenge. So I expect, I expect the physicality to be jacked up more so than, than any other time in any game we've seen at this point. I'm I'm looking, I'm looking forward to this one. It's like, who's going to deliver the first blow? Who delivers the first significant blow in this game? And I expect to see some extracurricular stuff. I expect to see a personal foul penalty, somebody getting hit, laid out of bounds. I expect to see all that in this game. Oh, yeah. Oh. It, it, it's unavoidable in a game like this. Look, 
you're, yeah, yeah. Three, exactly. You know, you got a, a really good coach coming in here, and he's used those weapons very well. Shanahan has. Uh, there's no question about that. You got a really good defensive coordinator in D'Amico Ryans, who should be a head coach, if not this year soon. Uh, you know, this is a formidable task, man. They're, they're taking on some, you know, like a really, really quality team. And how about both of these quarterbacks are 24 and under? And that's not per, right. 24 and 23. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. It is and crazy. then the other two guys are 26 and 27. I know. It's, yeah, I know. You know, but it's, that's what the league wants. That's what exactly what the league wants. I mean, you got you got to turn over. The old guard has to turn it over. Yeah. You know, the first for the first time ever, we've seen a mere mortal, Tom Brady. We've seen a mere mortal, Aaron Rodgers. Those are no, no longer the headliners right now. The headliners are the four guys standing for various weeks. They're, they're four young quarterbacks, all who have different styles of play. And those are the headliners in the NFL right now. Let me ask you guys this, just fun little hypothetical. You can either take it as the four that are still standing or take it anybody. You got the first pick overall right now. Everybody's a right. free agent. Right. Of every quarterback that's in the league. Every quarterback in the league, okay. I'm taking Burrow. I want Mahomes. Okay. Barrett. I'm taking Mahomes. I want my homes too. I'm taking my homes. And and here's here's why. I don't disagree with you, Rob. I think Burl is is technically sound, makes all the throws. He's got a strong arm. He can improvise. He can do everything you need in today's game, which he does well. Right. But this dude, Mahomes, is on another level. There are certain things about his overall makeup you cannot coach. It's just the gift from God that he's been given. Mm-hmm. to do certain things with the football in his hand. You know, every game, there's a wow factor with Mahomes. Yeah. You know, we think we, we, we think we know him inside and out. We've seen him do everything. No, you haven't. Because mm-hmm. he keeps coming up with stuff that you like, you know, you're not used to seeing this with a quarterback. I, I agree. Uh, his, his ability to ad lib is, is uh, we've never seen maybe. Like he's that kind of guy off schedule. Like he is that good. I, I'm just looking at what Burrow's building here. Five and one. Yes, three yes, and zero on the road in the playoffs. Uh, it, it's pretty nuts. Like, there's some good choices. Well, see, really, yeah. Do you take if you take Burroughs, you take you know two of those wide receivers away, like they had two two of their wide receivers, um, Chase or I don't know, uh, T. T either one of them. Either one of them. Yeah. If you, if you just take Chase away, yeah. Do you think he's still as good? Um, Ooh, Ooh, good point. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I I would say this, would Mahomes have been as good in his third year if you took away Tyreek Hill? I don't know. That's a fair question, but, but but, but here's what we do. Take away both of them. Take away, take away, take, take away Tyreek Hill and you take away Kelsey. And I still think Uh that Patrick Mahomes could still go out there and generate offense with and win 12, 13 games. It's a a great point. It's a great point. I mean, what he's done, that's why, like, I know Eagles fans get ticked off at this. I don't. When people say Mahomes is the MVP, like, I can live with that. If it, it considering what he's done without, uh, without Joe Burrow, uh, without, um, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. The other thing I think that you also have to have, in fairness, and this goes to both of those guys and anybody else, you need good support system around you, not just players. Like for for Patrick to have Andy Reid and and this Zach Taylor man, people sleep on this guy. I agree. Yes, Burrow's got a really good coach there. Absolutely, I agree. 
He's no, I, I, I said it before in the regular season, Kansas City has 73 plays, 73 plays of 20 or more yards. Mm-hmm. But they lost a big strike in Tyreek Hill. They didn't have the 60, 70-yard plays like they were accustomed to having because they didn't have a Tyreek Hill. And yet they bring in okay receivers. They brought in Juju Smith-Schuster. They brought in Marcus Valdez-Scanling. And you put them in that system with that coaching staff, and all of a sudden, they're more viable in those offenses than they've ever been in Pittsburgh or Green Bay. Right. You know, and then you got the magician. You got the dude who's like, he's like a one-man circus act. He's like Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey circus by himself. You know, and, and you sit there, you you take your kids and you can go to the circus every year for 10 years and you sit there going, wow, that's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You know, and well, that's why I said I take him more so than Burrow mm-hmm. right now. I love Burrow. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I love him. Yeah. But I got to take Mahomes. You put that question to me. I'm taking I'm taking Mahomes right now. I think it's a fun argument, man. It's, it's probably the most fun argument there is. Absolutely. And and you notice how we didn't say Rodgers. He's out of the equation, but he's oh, yeah. been the most prolific quarterback of the past five years. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, and I'll be honest. Part of it is I'm just kind of exhausted by him. Like of him, <laughs> the off the field antics. It's just all of it. Like right, I, I'm just, right, right. Like, and we're gonna go through this whole circus of whether he's coming back or not. Like I just. Come on, man. Well, how much is your how much is you know this last game for Allen changed? Well, this this year for Allen changed who you think he is. I think it hurts him a little bit. Mm. Frankly, he turned the ball over a lot in big spots. Was that a product? Is that a product of Dable being gone, or is it a product? I was just gonna say that him being a um, him Great being point. you know just a just a uh, just a guy right now. Because he's more than a guy. He's definitely more than a guy. He's I agree. Losing somebody five. like Dable is yeah. a big, big deal, man. Huge, it is. huge. It is. I uh, think Dable was his eyes in crucial situation that yeah. kept him from doing thir- certain things in crucial situation. He doesn't have that security blanket anymore. That's huge. Dable's absence is huge in terms of what he went through this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I, you, you look at how much Trevor Lawrence was better this year. Some of that is he's an unbelievably talented guy. Oh, but, without a doubt. But a lot of it is you got Doug Peterson in there, and you got him out of that disaster that was the year before. You know, mm-hmm. and and you need that. Some guys just get screwed. They end up in a place that's bad, that's dysfunctional, and they can never get out of that. And they form bad habits, and they never mm-hmm. recover. Mm-hmm. You know, and then other guys, they they're they're more fortunate. It's just so some of it's luck of the draw. So where is Mayfield going now? I, I think he's a backup starter. Houston. <laughs> I think he's a backup now at this point. So you don't see him as a starter at all now. I mean, I, th- I think he's going to draft a guy, right? Yeah. But you know what? He could be that buffer for Houston. He's better than what they have now, you know. And, you know, teams, you know, very few teams want to put a quarterback in there as a rookie and hit the ground running. They like to have a, that grace period yeah. to let him watch and observe. You know, and get I think better. That's the best thing Andy Reid ever did with both of his quarterbacks. Yes, both well, Holmes and McNabb. Let he him sat, sit a little yep. bit. Yeah, he sat and Mac and let and let Mac look at um look at um Doug, mm-hmm. and then he you know he let uh Smith sit and, and play in front of uh Mahomes yeah. and, and 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 learn from Smith. Yeah, so that and, was and you see great. you look at a guy like Zach Wilson. I, I don't really like him to begin with as a player, but he was thrown right in there and t- showed you that he wasn't ready physically, mentally. He wasn't mature enough to handle it. All of it. He showed you every reason why this – first of all, he was overdrafted. But he he was a classic example. He should have been just waiting, waiting, waiting behind guys. Maybe a year or two. I, I, never, I never liked him. Anyway. Yeah, I know. You didn't yeah. like him. Yeah. I never liked job. him. 
I never yeah. liked them from the jump. But I, I mean, I look at Pittsburgh and their situation, and I think that they're kind of glad that they went on and did what they did, and didn't then and, and played their rookie quarterback. I think he learned a lot from this season, and and yeah. he turned it around. The second half of the season, he turned it around, got them over five hundred. Yeah. And, so, but they know, did give him a minute. I mean, it was it was Trubisky a little bit. Like right, they gave right, him right, a minute right, to right. just sort of get his feet wet, you know, which I right. thought was a smart way to go, um, for sure. But yeah, look, it's um, there, there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. And some guys like Burrow was ready to go right away. You know, it's just some 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 guys are different. You know, you can just plug them right in, um, I, and, and then they're off to the races. I, I think if Mike Tomlin and that organization was really being honest, I believe they went into this season saying. We got we got a mess here in Pittsburgh quarterback wise, and, and it might you're just gonna have to suck it up and take your first losing season, <laughs> you know? Because at one point they were four and eight. I think right. right. They were four and eight, you know. Right. And I think it was just about. And all of a sudden, ball started bouncing away. This kid Pickett, while it was still raw, started making plays, you know. And they, you're right, used Robbie, to with their receiver. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I wonder if they didn't say to him, like, "Hey, listen, you're safe. Like, we know this is going to be a tough one. Um, you're okay. Like, don't sweat it. You know what I mean? I, I wonder if there's any of that, like, assurances before the season even started. They they had to. They had yeah. to because that organization that's just what they do, man. They they don't treat people like most organizations. They probably right. went to Mike and was like, "Hey, Mike, we understand you're gonna take your bumps and bruises." <clears throat> Right, right. We got our guy now. I know Big Ben screwed you for the past two years. We got a guy now. We get, you know, we we're gonna we're gonna go full full speed ahead with mm-hmm. with uh with the rookie quarterback and don't worry about it. You know, if you take it in the chin, we we understand. Right. We understand. Yeah, yeah. We'll never know, right? Behind mm. behind closed doors, what goes on there? <laughs> um, that's for sure. All right. So uh, in a little bit. Uh, we're going to dig into the NFL stuff, but we will give you some numbers when we get back that are pretty remarkable uh, from some of the games this past weekend. We'll take some questions from the chat section as well. So have those questions ready to fire away coming up in our next segment, guys. So we will dig into that little Sixers, little Flyers as well. We'll get into all those kind of things. When we return, don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. Or just a quick phone call away, by the way. Uh, and they're experts at trimming all types of trees. They service southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, northern Delaware as well. They specialize in full tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Just taking those back a little bit, get some of those loose branches Keep in mind, this is a good time of year to get your trees evaluated before the heavy winter stuff hits and some of those branches and trees may come down. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848. You can also reach them online at flynntreeservices.com. That's Flynn. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba treeservices.com
My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. All right, so you want to uh, you want to hit us up with some questions, chat section. Let's fire away, man. Let's take some uh, some Eagles. Anything else you want to uh, throw our way, we will take. We got the Sixers in action tomorrow night against the Nets. Ben Simmons coming back to town uh, tonight. The Flyers take on the Kings, so that's kind of where things are. I thought this was interesting. The Phillies um, invited Mark Appel back on a uh, non guaranteed contract. Uh, so he'll, you know, kind of battle it out, see if he can come out of the minors and uh, end up being a part of that bullpen, which is a little bit more crowded, you know, than it was necessarily uh, last year with some of the moves they've made. So uh, I thought that was interesting as well. Um, some numbers here, guys, which are amazing um, when you look at it. So the Niners and the Cowboys did a $45.7 million, or yeah. $7 uh, million rating, yeah. 45.7. It's the second most in the history of divisional play. so we were wondering you know how how well that game would do with those two markets man and it crushed we haven't seen any numbers yet wow if we get them we'll pass them along but that's pretty big time numbers imagine what the numbers are going to be like for the eagles 49ers on sunday matter of fact for both games i'm curious to see both games because you know when you talk about san francisco and and philadelphia you're talking about two of the top six markets in america you know when you're talking about Kansas City and Cincinnati, they're more like in the 20s. 
Yeah. You know, in terms of when you just hone in on the fan base for those teams, um, I would say it's 49ers Eagles got it. I'm not going to say blow blow that other game away, but they, they should win that hands down in terms of viewership. Yeah, no, there's no question about that. I think it will blow it away. I yeah. think it will. It oh, no, be, when you're talking about Mahomes against Burrow and the storyline that Burrow's beating them three times in a row all by three points, it don't make a difference when Cincinnati plays them. They still beat Kansas City. Not many teams can say that. It's a great storyline, you know, and everybody well, wants to see how Patrick Mahomes is doing on that bomb ankle. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you're oh, right. You're brilliant. right. Yeah, you're and, right. And, it's, right, and right. it's like a night game where if you had yeah, to, right. do stuff to do during the day, everybody's home. Eagles are at three. Not that it's late, yeah, but still. Yeah. But still, yeah. six, it's a 630 game. Yeah. 630 game. Everybody can watch 630 game they, and still get up and go to work in the next morning. Yeah. 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 So, it's yeah. like the time of the Super Bowl, you know? That's Bro, a good question. The, the NFL is undefeated, man. They, they monopolize. They monopolize their sport better than anybody. Better than, even better than soccer. Yeah. You know, they monopolize, they, they monopolize how they put their sport out there. I mean, they make sure it's all year around. Yep, absolutely. All right, Jim G has a question. What yeah. what uh, what player or players uh, do you fear the most on the 49ers, Gunner? Mm. I would say it'd have to be McCaffrey and Debo. It's, I'm, a, I'm a big George Kittle fan, you know, just, I think he's one of the top three, four tight ends in the game, but I think those two Swiss army knives, how they move them around and get them in space. Uh, those are two, my two biggest, two biggest concerns from that 49ers offense. I go, Oh, offense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Did he mean team in general? I think he just offense? meant team. I, I, I would go oh. Bosa and Warner if, if, that, if that was the case. I don't know. B. Man, that is tough. I would go. I, I, would go I would go Nick Bosa, and I would go Fred Warner also. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's it's a great it's a great question. You um, know, what? let me take that back. Yeah, let me take that back. I would actually go Warner and Samuels. Warner okay. and Samuels. Okay. okay, and Debo's do as much as we talked about AJ yeah. Brown. Being due to break out this week after a slow last week, Debo was pretty contained last week. Yeah. Debo's going right, to really right. be looking to get loose. Doc, Doc, or not Dallas played very well, bro. Yeah, they did. They played well from the they aspect that, you know, I mean, they should at least had more from Dak. If they had a little more from Dak, they'd have been all right. I saw a really good question from uh, Sweens Sweens earlier. I think it was it said. Who would be a, a bigger threat to the Eagles in a Super Bowl, Kansas City, with an injured uh, Mahomes or Cincinnati? I was, it's I, I, hard to answer not knowing how bad Mahomes is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd still go Mahomes. I just have more respect mm. for Mahomes than I do Joe Burrows. And I respect that whole – I respect uh, Joe Burrows, I mean, immensely as a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. As an as an architect of that offense, he's I mean he's 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 good with nothing on the offensive line. Yeah, and he's able to go out. He knew exactly what he needed to do, and ran where he needed to run to get the ball down the field, and he you know evade the pass rush well enough to win that game. So I got to give him props, but Pat Mahomes is still yeah flinger man yeah yeah. At this point, he's just more proven to me. I mean, think about it. At the age of 25, that dude had already won MVP, won a Super Bowl. 
I mean, that's a, that's unheard of. I mean, seriously, yeah, it you really know, is. Um, if there's anybody who's built for big moment, it's that dude, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I hear you. Hey, I want to throw this at you guys as well. Um, Chris Sims just continues to double down here. Who? Who? He said uh, on his, his his podcast on NBC for NBC Sports that he would take Mahomes as a as a throw. I'm Mahomes. Daniel Jones as a from a quarterback perspective, from a passer perspective, over Jalen Hurts. Like to me, this come is a on, classic on, example man. of it's okay to admit, you know what? I underestimated him. This dude's a lot better than I thought. Give him his props. Instead, you continue to double down. It's embarrassing. He's embarrassing himself at this point. This guy. Does he say this stuff just to get get clicks? And I don't think and... I, I actually I'll say this. I think most people that do those kind of things are doing it to get clicks and get attention. I think he is too stubborn and is too prideful to admit that he was wrong. I think that's the case with him on this. You you grew up in a house with a, a, a father who is a household name in the NFL. You played the position in college and pros for a while. So you've had unlimited access and insight and study to what makes a, a good quarterback from and compared to an elite quarterback. And you still, even if you believe that within, that kills your credibility mm-hmm. on a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. When you say something that mundane, that you go sit here and watch the performance that Jalen Hurts has displayed all season. Compared to Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones under Debo has been much better. But you're going to make that comparison and still stand there and say that you'd rather have Daniel Jones over Jalen Hurts? Yep. I, I, I can't listen to you anymore after yeah, that. Yeah, you've lost – there is – not that I had a lot of again, credibility for him, but it's gone if there was even an ounce. Yes. I, I can't I – can't This guy played anymore. the league as much yes. as – you know, I, I know he wasn't his father or anywhere close, but the guy did play in the league. And for him to say something like that? I, I, B, I, I don't know about you. I can't listen to him anymore, B. I don't care what he says. I can't listen. To he can have great insight on something, and I'm still leery with anything that comes out of his mouth from this point on. You know, you 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 you, you bite your nose to spite your face. You know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't make sense. You know, I mean, numbers – Numbers don't lie. And when I say numbers, not just the passing numbers and all that stuff, but I'm talking about um, the win total. Right. I mean, I mean, you can't, you can't, you know, say anything about that. You know, he can't, he can't literally be a great analyst and say something like that. Daniel Jones is not a better, but Daniel Jones didn't start passing the ball until the last four games. And in those four games, he went, what? One two, one two and one. Yeah, he and he one, had a, he had a really good game against the Vikings defense that should have never been. That's a the only game he had a good game passing the ball. Right, the only one. And you're gonna say that's how you're gonna dictate that you can throw the ball. He just threw an interception his last game, and you're gonna say that Jalen Hurts is not better than Jones. Yeah, that that makes no sense to me. In fact, I, I can't get down what is the analysis. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, I can understand he, well, there was some truth behind it. Like, you know, somebody could say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, Barrett, the Saints defense, because the numbers don't dictate that. Right. I can understand how you can say that, but the numbers are skewed because the offense was never on the field. It was always the defense on the field. So, I mean, I can understand that. But then you sit down, do your research and look at the players and look how they played. 
watch film, look at the eye test. You'll see what I'm talking about. You sit down and watch the eye test on Jalen Hurts and how he throws the ball, his deep balls, intermediate, short balls, and you cannot make an accurate um, you can't make an accurate statement saying that Daniel Jones is a better passer. I mean, the eye test doesn't lie. You know what I'm saying? The eye test will see exactly what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'll see it. It'll be there in concrete. And what aspect is his arm better than Jalen's? None. Mm. Mm. None. Now, where? None. There isn't any. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really know what else to, to say at this point with that. Right. I mean, I, I can yeah. see if you know. Give me an eye test. Numbers made me. All right. Don't 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 go by the numbers. You know what I'm saying? We go because yeah. the numbers are far superior. Yeah. But don't buy the numbers. Let's just go by the eye test. Let's watch film. Yeah. Unfortunately, see. there's not enough eye test that, that goes on. It's too much buried in a, in, a, in a stat sheet. But if you're buried in a stat sheet, there's. Hertz is better. Hertz is a better runner and thrower. Right, you know, right. He's a better complete football player. Uh, I thought this was interesting. Again, keep firing those questions away if you got anything for us. Uh, Some good questions in here. Yeah. Um, so Kelsey and Lane jo- Johnson have now gone 3,487 snaps without allowing a sack, dating back to the 01 season. That's pretty crazy. You know, that, that neither one of those guys have given up a sack. In 3,487 snaps. It, it didn't sound real. 3,487 snaps. You could fall and trip and give up a sack. Jeez, man. That it, doesn't sound real. It's incredible. It really not, is. Not bad for a so-called undersized center, huh? Undersized center, yeah. yeah. Guy who was a quarterback when he got to Oklahoma. You know, the Played other guy. Tight end, then went to, yeah. went to tackle. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, pretty pretty amazing. I don't understand um, that, man. Like, like that's hard for me to comprehend. He's that good. I mean, even 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 Trent Williams gave up a sack this year. Right. right. I saw him give up two sacks in one game. Yeah, the greats even get beat sometimes. Right, but right. This is, uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, look, obviously the, the, with Bosa, this is going to be the biggest test for the for the D line. I think from a from a one player standpoint, from an individual standpoint, this is going to be the biggest test for them. Wow. <laughs> this dude, man. What's the matter? John Dickerson, man, come on, man, Dude, come on, man. We try, we talking football, John. Get off me. My D gun has gone thirty four. <laughs> it's longer than that, John. That streak is way longer than that. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Come on, we're, man. We, we, we got to be in the five. We're at least in the five thousand days. <laughs> who was the last? Who was the last coworker that had had my ribs? I had ribs, Marshall. I just say Barrett. Two I years say ago, be, I say be, two years ago. Yeah, hey, you can blame COVID for that, dude. No, you it, it, you're right. No, it was actually three and a half years ago. <laughs> okay, Chris so D. Chris has a good question. If yeah. we make it to the Super Bowl, who's going to Arizona? D Gunner, if you're staying home, will you have a pregame barbecue party on the new deck mm. Saturday? What will you throw on the grill? All right, man. She, she, she remembers her, her memory is impeccable. Chris is good. Chris is on it. Uh, to answer the question, unfortunately. I won't even get to watch the Super Bowl game at home if the Eagles go. I will be at Ocean Casino in Atlantic City doing pre and post game shows. That was Therefore, confirmed. my family, huh? That was confirmed. What? That uh, you that uh, you guys will be here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. So uh, I won't get to enjoy the festivities with my family. Now, what I might do is I might do some ribs for my family on that Saturday because I love I love That's ribs. What you said. 
Yeah, I love ribs better the day after because you let that smoke bake in. You once you grill them and then you wrap them up and put them in the fridge and let that 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 cold air bake that smoke in the ribs. It tastes better the next day. So my family will get to enjoy the fruits of my labor. I might have to take me a baggie. The only problem is when you do smoke ribs. You can't put them in your car. You can't take them with no. you because you end up smelling like it the rest of the day. It's also not something you could throw down before you go on the air because you're oh, heck a no. mess. Well, not only that, but you st- you smell like the smoke. It gets in your clothing. You can't get yes. it out. Yes. You know, so I yeah. wouldn't do that to my coworkers. They'd be sitting there like, Dion, I'm hungry, man. Why you do this? I wouldn't do that to <laughs> Dank has a question. What's the biggest yeah. mismatch for both teams? Oh, all right, Barrett. Wow. So let's say what what are the uh what's the Eagles in their favor? What's the biggest mismatch that they have going for them in their favor? The on a positive in their side? favor? Yes. Positive their, side. Their ability to run the ball regardless of what you put out on the field. Okay. They'll be able to run the ball whenever they want to. That's an ace that they have in their pocket that they can always pull out. They can run the ball on whoever. What you put out there, they can run the run a rock on it. Mm-hmm. Because you can't you can't leave those receivers out there and that tight end out there all alone. You mean you 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 gotta you gotta have a um you gotta have somebody to bracket AJ. They've always gotta have somebody bracket it because cause they have the big play potential is always there with those two sitting out there with both Smith and Brown out there. Mm-hmm. The big play potential is too big to just go all all out on stop and run. You just can't do it. You saw what happened against the Giants where they put everybody in the box. All I did was just flip it to uh, Kenneth Gainwell, mm-hmm. and he goes out and gets like six yards. So it's 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 hard to stop an offense that has all that have all that versatility, um, you know, in them. You mm-hmm. know, you, the worst thing you can do, the most demeaning thing you can do to a defense is run the ball on them. And there's no way you could stop the Eagles from running the football if they don't want to stop. Okay, because you just can't you 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 can't put that many resources in stopping a run they're too good on the outside what scares you would it be bosa on my lotta if that bosa, if, you know with that matchup i know they'll move bosa around a little bit but more so bosa on um bosa on um lane lane back being hurt yeah with uh, him being banged up you know that's that'll be that's that's somewhere you know that i'm, I'm gonna watch because they're gonna still even with him hurt they're still gonna leave him mano y mano He's still going to be man-to-man against him. They don't send protection to their tackles. So he's going to have to step up. And, and Nick has got speed to power. Like, he's 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 lived his life to be a pass rusher. He's done everything in, in life geared towards being that pass rusher. So he's he's he, he he's good, man. Speed the bull. He has power. He has pass rush moves. Mm-hmm. He has great get-off. But, mm-hmm. you know, you look at Lane. Lane has, you know – Great speed and agility. He can jump set you. He can be strong enough to, you know, the bow is back and sit down on bull rush. He can move. He can counteract your counter. I mean, that's, that's you know, that's what makes him a great player. So that, to me, I think that'll be more so because of his injury. If he was healthy, I wouldn't even, I, I wouldn't even blink an eye. I, I wouldn't even lose any sleep over it. Yeah, I, I think, I, I, I just like the Eagles defensive line. I, and I know, yeah. I know San Francisco's got, uh, Trent Williams, who's who's you know an all timer, I know it. But I, I, the rest of those guys, are they going to be able to just handle him? That's just yeah. him, though. Yeah, are they going to be able to hold up against you know that the interior and the and the edge guys for the Eagles? Yeah, I would have said the Eagles pass rush against their offensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, Barrett's favorite uh, right tackle, McGlinchey. You know, 
He's gonna be in for a long day. He's gonna, he, he's gonna be in for a man, long day. That, that dude's taking a beating, man, from for Barrett McGlinchey. That's not even me. It's not you know. It's, I'm not the only person. <laughs> they got people in the organization that that say the same thing. You look at players that play for him. I mean, uh, players that play for 49ers. If you go back and watch and listen to um, listen to what they've said on Twitter of former players. What is McGlinchey doing out there? What is he doing? Yeah, they, they, they kill him every day. I hear you. Uh, for Marcus, our, our Coach Marcus, matchup I'm most scared of, uh, McCaffrey versus Kaiser White. Uh, need Nicobe Dean to get snaps. Need his quickness in there. The only thing I would say is I get where, where Coach is coming from. It's a tough thing to throw Nicobe Dean into this game. Just drop him into this. That, that, might, that might be a, a tough thing where he really hasn't gotten quality minutes other than special teams all year. That's the only thing I would say. I mean, I, I get it from a speed perspective. It makes sense. But Kaiser White on McCaffrey's a little worrisome out of the backfield. You see, here's here's the thing with, with uh Christian McCaffrey. Um trying to match him up. And we keep talking about who could possibly match up against him. But even in their passing game, he does a lot of his damage coming out of a running back position, not necessarily out of a slot. Yep. So you don't know which way he's going. So I don't know if you're going to zone scheme him or what, but you you can't just dedicate one guy to watch him when you have so many other entities to worry about. Defensively, you just can't do it, and that's what no. makes him so good. Yeah, but you do have players that can that can handle they can handle him. Yes, but I don't want to see T.J. Edwards on that for sure. <laughs> I do not want to see T.J. Get, get off my boy, man. T.J. Look, be all right, man. Look here, let me tell you something. T.J. Look at. <laughs> TJ is a smart player. Whatever yep. money he makes after this season, he has earned it for his performance this year. But if there's one kryptonite in his game, it's pass coverage. I don't want to see him on Kittle, and I sure don't want to see him trying to cover McCaffrey because that ain't happening. Yeah, I do not want to see that happen. No. Yeah, I hear well, you. Well, you know, look, you know, Coach also makes a good point. Purdy's going to be getting that, getting rid of the ball quick. Sure yes, he, he will. No yeah, he will. But you, you get it out too quick, and that's where – you know, you got to play up tight. You got to play and take yeah, away that press. first read. Yeah, Press read. Because you, if you take away that first read and he has a hold a little bit, that's when that defensive line can get there. I think one of the things that impresses me the most about Purdy, and I've seen this in four games from him, he will hold that ball to the last second. He'll see a guy coming free straight at him, and then he'll throw it at the last minute and complete more times than not. He is not afraid to take a hit like some quarterbacks are. They'll duck. They'll chuck and duck, mm-hmm. you know. Not this dude. This dude was standing there and take that hit. Now, he has shown that. I'll give him yes. that. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, man, this dude, this this kid. Now, he's still a kid. but you know, still a rookie. But this kid, man, it's like, he don't care. He's just out there balling. He goes, like, I'm just happy to be playing, you know. Right, he's just right, out there balling, right. You know? Who would you guys utilize on Kittle? Kazir? Wow. CJ, GJ? Yeah, but what if, if you have CJ on the Ayuk, who plays a slot, who you going to put on Kittle? I think CJ needs to be on Ayuk to be honest. If they, I mean, he's a wide receiver. He, he's the wide guy. He plays. He he lies in that slot a lot too. He'll come down in that slot. See, and I, I mean, I, and no, that's that's Shanahan though. Shanahan puts his guys everywhere. You might yes, you yes. might have Kittle in the slot. You might have Kittle wide. You might have Christian McCaffrey wide. You know, that's that's just how they call their defense. So all those guys really got to be ready. So that's a tough. Uh, it's tough, but we have the athletes to do it. Yeah, I agree. But I'm just saying it is a it's a it's a good question. Flip it's that, a great right? question. Flip the script. Think about it from their perspective. 
they're saying, all right, who handles Brown? Who handles Devontae Smith? Yeah. Who handles yeah. Goddard? Exactly. You know, uh, exactly. You know, there, there's Miles a lot. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. There's a lot to there, – there's so much to deal with with this Eagles offense. Are you spying Jalen Hurts? Is that going to tie somebody up? Like, what? how are you going to approach right. that? As right. much as we're going through the right. matchups here with the Niners, right. there's yeah. more trouble with the Eagles offense. Absolutely. They're saying the same thing. Like, yeah. all right, what are we going to do? Yes. All right, they, they got they – got, they've gotten um, – they've got 11 personnel in there. One running back, one tight end. Mm-hmm. They got three receivers out there. What are we going to do? How are we going to prevent this? All right, exactly. oh, they go they go no back. They put Miles Sanders out there on the line. The offensive line, that means we got to have five in a box because we got to go cover people. Now they run a simple inside zone play with the quarterback. How are you going to stop that? Mm-hmm. How do you stop that? That's a guaranteed eight yards. Guaranteed. Running a rock on them, easy. Because mm-hmm. you got five people, six people in the box. Let the in-man line of scrimmage go. Run outside zone, inside zone. You can do whatever you want to do yeah. with that. Yeah. It's going to be – these are the chess matches, man, that are just fascinating. They really let me are. ask you guys this real quick because yeah. uh, I wasn't on the show yesterday, and it's something that people text me and ask me a lot, and I have no answers for. What the heck is Quez Watkins? Well, where uh, he needs to be. Where, where he needs to be. Where's yeah. Quez Watkins? Where he needs to be. That dude was a no-show Sunday, man. But think about sitting next to coach. Let him let him stay over there next to coach. If you're going to run as much as the Eagles ran, you want Pascal in there blocking, not Quez Watkins in there blocking. I get that, but you know that deep shot, the that deep shot that uh, Jalen took to uh, and overthrew AJ. um, That's Quez's play right there. That's his play. What the heck is Quez? Where's Quez been the last few games for that man? You also got to earn your playing time, right? You know he hadn't he hadn't earned anything. Right. Uh, Say it again. Say it uh, again. He hasn't earned his time. It means you 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 get an opportunity to go out there and play. You got to take full advantage of the opportunity. Did he take a full advantage of it? Nope. No. Nope. He did. Absolutely not. Absolutely you, not. You can't be. You can't go out there and you can't be a a, a vice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Can't be a liability. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You can have all the speed in the world, but if you don't have the attributes to go with it, what good is that speed? Amen. Amen. All right, let's come back. Let's do an NFL segment. Uh, Bill O'Brien has a new home. We'll tell you where. Uh, interviews galore out there. Uh, an update on Josh Allen, on Patrick Mahomes, on Tony Pollard, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Mike Kafka uh, getting another interview. We'll talk about all of it when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right. I want to tell you about cybersecurity and razor technology because protecting data is a security imperative for businesses of all sizes. Choose a partner like Razor Technology with expertise in the latest threats and proactive tools to lock down every endpoint with a zero trust approach that makes certain only authorized users gain access to your systems. Razor Technology delivers enterprise-wide insight into every component of a security plan across identity, devices, information apps, and infrastructure, and threat-prioritized recommendations. They design, deploy, manage, and monitor security solutions that enable modern business to safely communicate, collaborate, and thrive in the modern marketplace, whether they're working in person or remotely on internal infrastructure or in the cloud and in every possible hybrid arrangement, choose Razor Technology to protect your digital assets, establish an organization-wide security posture, enforce safe practices for identity and access management. 
and secure hybrid remote workforces. Call Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Number three of the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. Tell a friend. Sports Take. Jiga Sports YouTube Network. Yes, we are here each and every day, Monday through Friday, Eastern. You can go back and check out any segment that we do, any interviews that we do. Just go to jacobsports.com or Jacob Sports YouTube channel. All right, uh, let's hit a couple NFL things, guys. First, Andy Reid. So this will be his 10th championship game, conference championship game uh, this Sunday against the Bengals. 
Five with the Eagles, now five with the Chiefs in 24 seasons. That's um, 41.7% of the time that he's been a head coach, he's been in a championship game. Remarkable. Lock Unbelievable. Lock, lock, lock Hall of Famer. Right? No question, no question. Yeah. And, and we, we grew tired of him. We grew tired of him when he was here at, towards the end. Ain't that about nothing? Well, even Andy admitted um, it was time for him to go. He admitted yeah. it. You know, I'll give him credit for that. You know, he said maybe it got stale here. Mm-hmm. You know, his last season was four and twelve. You know, uh, but but to be a guy his age, sixty seven, sixty eight, whatever it is, sixty six, to still be able to relate to young players. You know, you see him in the locker room. He's joking with the players. You know. Mm-hmm. And Andy Reid, I mean, Barrett knows this, you know, but Andy Reid can be a hard you-know-what when he wants to be yes. uh, a player. But the fact that he has that kind of respect that he gets from players says a lot about how, you know, we always talk about older coaches being able to relate to today's player. He has withstood the test of time every year he's been in the league because his credentials have shown that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's easy to tune out a coach after a while, and it will show in the product a lot of times. But not with this dude. You know, he the, the numbers you just said, Rob, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah. Very few coaches ever achieve that kind of status. I mean, that's that's just phenomenal. I mean, he goes to Kansas City, hits the ground running and wins right away. Mm-hmm. You know, new coach goes go, comes in. Oh, it takes a year or two or three to build it with the way we want to build. Not with this dude. Yeah. He turned that around real quick in Kansas. He did. And and look, I, I think it's fair to say it was it was best for both parties to move on. And that's okay. You know, it 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 had kind of run its course here. The Eagles moved on. They won a Super Bowl, you know, uh, well, how many years later was it after Chip? It was probably five years later they won a Super right. Bowl, whatever it was. Yep. And he went out there, crushed it, won a Super Bowl, too. It's good. Like, it's all good. You know, it worked out well for really both parties, I think. Absolutely. And I don't want to get away from the football talk, but real quick, because they've been asking a bunch of questions. I uh, can't remember who it was. Brisket. I occasionally do brisket, but I don't have 15 hours a day to do it the way I, I, I want to do it more. Number two. Um, I've not, I've never smoked a whole pig. Somebody just asked me if I ever smoked a whole pig. No, I have not. I've had smoked pig, roasted pig, never, never, never did it myself. So that that's an all day process that I just don't have time to do. So I'm sorry. Let's get back to football. Sorry. About <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had to get that out of me. Too many questions about. I got you. Smoking fair, fair enough. Fair stuff. enough. Um, uh, Bill O'Brien back with the, with the Patriots. Um, he was a coach there for five years, worked his way up to offensive coordinator, then got the gig at Penn State, if you remember. And from Penn State, he wheeled that into the Texans job. In the last couple of years, he's been at Alabama as the offensive coordinator. Uh, but he goes back to New England. I actually think this is a great move for them. Um, he goes back to work with uh, Mac Jones, who he had a little little time with at Alabama. But he's a guy who had a lot of success with Belichick. And they had to change things up. It, could, it couldn't be the uh, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge thing any longer. That doesn't even sound right, man. I know it doesn't sound right. And it's, if you want, if you want, if you want to salvage Mac Jones, you better fix this thing quick, or else he's going to go, you know, like into oblivion. I think. Right, and, and and they were wrong for doing that, man. And he knows he was wrong for doing that. You know, I mean, come on now, Belichick. How you going? To, two guys, a two guys system. Number one is hard enough as it is. Right. Usually, you have a passing coordinator. You have a running, um, a run coordinator. I mean, a, a passing. Well, I don't know if you call them coordinators, but it's like co. Yeah, you can have co-coordinators. Right. Just like you know, even here you got Shane Steichen's the offensive coordinator, but then you also have a run coordinator in the offensive line coach. 
you know, so he 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 gives them the runs, and that's usually how you do it. But you got two knuckleheads. One of them's a defensive coordinator, and the other one's a special teams coach, trying to get his young guy plays and teach him. And, and come on, you you just you can't do that, man. They, and they were wrong for doing that to him. Yeah, wrong. That's why. And, and, and a rare that. admission by Belichick that that I screwed this up. Right, 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 right. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad they did do that. That just wasn't fair for that kid to get, you know, put in that position. And, you know, he knows he's wrong for that. He knows he's damn well wrong for that. Absolutely. And those two had a little bit of experience together, right, at Alabama. Their, their paths crossed. Right. Mac right. Jones was on his way out, but before he was on his way out, O'Brien went there. And Mac Jones basically helped him grasp the Alabama offense. And so I think, as I said in the pre-show meeting, I think O'Brien will go to New England and make Mac Jones a much better quarterback. You know, his rookie season was phenomenal. He set the rec- record for rookie uh, consecutive passes by a rookie quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think under Brian's, un- under O'Brien's tutelage, Mac Jones will be a much better, much more efficient quarterback yep. uh, than he was this past season. His head had to be swimming. You made a defensive a defensive coach, one of your offensive strategists? Really? Yeah. Yeah, on, that's a, there's oh, an arrogance there that Come I can on, plug anybody in. That that's right. That, yeah, that's man. the Come big on. thing right there. Yeah. Come on, man, you can't do that. <laughs> Seriously, you, you, you can't. But at least, hey, like like you said, Belichick came out and admitted he screwed it up. So yeah, okay, uh, lesson uh, well learned. According to Andy Reid, Mahomes is doing okay. Um, they're gonna have to see. He was asked specifically, you know, does he will he have to practice this week? And he said, no, not necessarily. He hasn't done that. We haven't seen him do that yet. Like he, he's every time he's been a little bit banged up, he's been able to practice at least a little bit. But you know they're gonna they're gonna cross that bridge when they when they come to it. I, I think it's man if they can even somehow get him on the field, it's gonna be Mahomes' game. To me, Mahomes Mahomes doesn't practice this week. I would I wouldn't mess with. I him. am not taking a chance in him stepping one way or the other. Somebody's no. him stepping on somebody's foot in practice and rolling that thing. New. Yeah. You know what? Patrick, go on the sideline over there and, and throw to the, go go throw to that net. That's all you got to do. Go throw to the moving net. That's all we got. That's all you got to do the whole week. I wouldn't even do that. I give him yeah. a golf cart. Yeah. Sit down on this golf cart. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna lose being in shape from that. No. Week. Go sit down on that golf cart over there. Chill out a little bit. You know, rest your legs. Take yeah. your shoes off. You know what I'm saying. Y'all come back now, yeah. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you this: um, the the Vegas folks. You got it. I like that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Beverly Hill, Billy. Uh, I'm not convinced that the Vegas folks believe that, that Mahomes is going to play in this game or be anywhere mm. near 100%. So the Chiefs at home are two-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Bengals. Ooh. Well, that's what you explained it to me. You were saying that um, you don't believe that um, that Vegas believes in it. Right, I don't. I think Mahomes I will get out on the field and play as long as he can. Um, and And – if he can't go, he's going to fight it tooth and nails as he did this past Sunday to get back in there. But the fact that, that – uh, what's his name? Led him on a 98-yard drive for mm-hmm. a touchdown. Uh, 37-year-old. Who's the backup for Kansas City again? It's uh, Chad Henney. Chad Henney. Now, Chad Henney ain't Patrick Mahomes, but the dude in the he playoff did a nice game job. walked yeah. down the field 98 yards and put it in the end zone, okay? Um you got you got you got to roll with it. If you got to go with him at some point in the game, you're gonna have to roll with it. But I'm to tell you what, Mahomes he's won playoff games before. Yeah, he has. I, I, Mahomes is under center when that game starts. Yeah, 
I, I would agree with you. Unless it just gets to the point where he can't even move this week. I, I mean, I don't know. I, the thing is, we're not going to know. Like, they're never no, going to let no. on exactly what's happening here. That much, you know, we, we can, you can be assured of that. You know um, what Andy Reid's going to tell you? Squat. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he ain't telling you squat. The Eagles are – Can I have a ham sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> the Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorites, and so are the uh, the Bengals, as of right now. Uh, it's only yeah. Tuesday. we got we got a long way to go. You know, we'll see how, how it plays out. Uh, Josh Allen will not get surgery on the elbow. There was some concern he might have to get Tommy John. Uh, or at least some kind of elbow procedure. Yeah, he, he says that he's been assured by the doctors, rest, you know, and, and essentially just let the thing heal. He said it was it was really bad early at, when he heard it. He said it wasn't as bad the last couple of weeks, but he did have to change some mechanics. Mm. But he needs to shut it down now for, for a while and let mm. it heal up. Mm-mm-mm. You know, so maybe that explains a little bit of the turnover, you know, uptick for him this year, maybe a little bit. Uh, uh, he was throwing. That, he was throwing yeah. turn before he heard it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. one game. What was the game he lost? He threw. He threw two red zone picks. Forgot which Minnesota game it was. Was, was it Minnesota? Minnesota? Yeah, he had some bad ones. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's more so what we said earlier in the show. I think the absence of Dayball really affected his game this year. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, we're going to see how he responds next year. You know, that that's mm. for sure. Um, all right, so beyond that, Stefan Diggs makes no apologies for his, how emotional he got after the game. He had to, so he was seen yelling at Josh Allen on the bench and tried to leave, exit the team locker room before McDermott even spoke. Um, and then somebody had to talk him into coming back in, but he, he makes no apologies for it. I don't have a problem with it, to be honest. I understand you have to be a good sport whether you win or lose. But this was what the third year in a row Buffalo failed to get to uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, um, frustrations mount. I get it. It's not like he he took it out on anybody. He didn't publicly dime out anybody, like we've seen some people do this season. Right. right. Um, basically, he didn't want to talk to the media. Didn't want to talk to anybody. Wanted to just console himself. Um, and luckily, one of his teammates was a backup running back. I forgot who it was. Talked him into going back into the locker room, but he didn't stay long, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't have a problem with him being emotional and the competitive juice is taking over. He didn't he didn't make himself look bad. He did not make the organization look bad. Uh it was just one of those situations, you know. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have no problem with I think that. it's it, it some of it is this is just the stuff you got to deal with sometimes. I mean, yep. they're competitive guys and it's it, prima it's, donnas. Yeah, especially that position, you know, you yeah. just deal with it. You just deal with it. I mean, it, 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 I, I, like, let me put it this way. I don't think that he and Josh Allen are going to have an issue going forward. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think they'll be fine. I think they both know how much <clears throat> the other one means to them, you know, in terms of success and getting each other paid and winning. So I think they'll be good. I, I've, I've stood in so, I've stood in front of so many athletes after bad moments and you thrust a microphone in their faces and you ask the questions you're going to ask and all you get is, yeah, no, yeah, no. They don't want to be there. It's yeah. understandable, you know. I'm, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, exactly. There you go. Um, that's, that's why I'm here. Beyond that, uh, the Giants, this is kind of in the no-duh category, but it depends how much it's going to cost. They want mm-hmm. Daniel Jones back. Now, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, so he's a free agent. What's he going to get? What do you think he gets per year? 
30? A little more than that, probably around 35, 36. So? Yeah. I can't put um, him in I can't put him in upper echelon class. What do you think Jalen's gonna get? I think Jalen's gonna get upwards of about 40, 41. Oh, that's easy. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. You he might get close to that with if they put the the franchise tag on him. No, I think Jones gets, I think he gets in the high twenties, low thirties. What do you give Jalen if they if Arizona if dummies in Arizona gave Kyler Murray they got I'm saying money? Jones. I don't mean Oh Jones. Jones, okay. Uh yeah, Jalen's got to be knocking on the door of 40, right? He's got to. Oh, easily. After yeah. Kyler Murray got? Are you kidding me? You you better he better be, or he Bro. should fire his agent. Especially if they get to the Super Bowl. What? Yeah. He's gonna get every bit of 40. Every bit of 40. Not knocking at the door. Yeah. But he's opening the door at 40. They're not even starting talks until it's 40. Man. Um, what is it? Uh Patrick Mahomes got what five hundred and five? For yeah. 10 years? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you talk about a 24-year-old who will, if, you know, man, if, and hit perfect for him if he would win a Super Bowl on top of it and mm-hmm. had a, a borderline MVP year. Uh, you know, that's – I know yeah, one thing. He better yeah. get it guaranteed, all guaranteed. I want my, all my money guaranteed. Well, you, you know better get a new agent. Why is that? that? Do- no, I'm saying if he doesn't. Oh, yeah. If he doesn't get up with a 40, if he doesn't get the bulk of that money guaranteed, he better get a new agent. No, not the bulk, all of it guaranteed. There's only been two contracts like the whole that, contract? that much money. Uh, Watson and Cousins, right? Yep, Watson and Cousins. Both of those guys got their contracts guaranteed. What's Man. stopping him from doing what's stopping him from doing it? I think Howie, from a business perspective, will leave himself just a little wiggle room down the road if he had to. That's how I think Howie thinks. That's how I think his inner his 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 money mechanism his inner, works. His inner sliminess. I didn't say. Oh no no no! I didn't say that. Hey, now. that that's, no, that's what you have to do. I didn't say that. But from a business perspective, if if I'm sitting on the management side, I need to get an advantage somewhere. If I'm sitting on the player side, I need to get an advantage somewhere. You got to serve and volley. All right. If I give you this, you got to give me this. You know. And I think Howie's smart enough when it comes. I'll to take money. less money. I'll take less money if it was all guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I'll take less money if it's all guaranteed because there's no, I mean, there's no way Patrick Mahomes sees five hundred yeah. five. Yeah, you're right. You're right, right about yeah. that million yep. dollars. He's yep. not gonna see that. Yeah. So I'll take a, I'll take a small okay. contract guaranteed, money guaranteed. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. I mean, we, I, I've seen two guaranteed contracts. I gotta have mine guaranteed also. And I ain't saying I'm not. And you know, let me say this: I'm not saying Howie is slimy because Howie. Howie, for the most part, if he says he's going to do something, he does it. Like yeah. he brought guys in mm-hmm. on one-year deals, and like it or not, he signed those guys. Mm-hmm. Alshon Jeffries, Timmy Jernigan. You know what I'm saying? If you come in and you produce and you make things happen, he does not have a problem with signing you back to another contract. No. And you're right about he that. He doesn't have a problem with it. And he's not, yeah, he's not locked into the you're 30 years old, get out of here thing. Either. Exactly. If you're producing, he will sign you back. And that's one thing I respect about Howie, man. Yep. He, he and and he generally like during cut times, he's one of the few guys that generally hates the cut guys. Yeah, he 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 generally hates that. He doesn't like that at all, man. And I and I, I mean I, I look up to that man. I, I say yeah, you know that's a stand up dude, man. He understands you got to go with the business of playing. You know, being a you know being in a corporation where that has to happen. But he he doesn't enjoy it, man. I've seen far too many coaches enjoy it. <clears throat> 
Yeah. Far too many enjoy it. I got you. I got you. All right, let me give you this, guys. Uh, uh, the Super Bowl. We know it's uh, in a few weeks in Arizona. Hopefully the Eagles will be playing in it. Uh, Chris Stapleton uh, will be uh, performing pregame. Who's that? The country singer. Okay. And uh, Babyface will mm-hmm. perform America the Beautiful. Okay. That much we know. We know Rihanna's doing halftime, and it's going to be produced by uh, by Jay-Z. Mm. Wow! By his, yeah, by by his uh, Rock Nation. His production of Rock Nation is producing it. Um, Cheryl Lee Ralph, uh, she won an Emmy for uh, uh, the with Abbott Elementary. She's going to perform "Lift Every Voice and Sing." She is going to perform. Uh, Oscar winner Troy Kotsur will perform the national anthem uh, in American Sign Language. Wow, that's pretty cool. Mm. Uh, he he becomes the second deaf actor to win an academy award oh okay he, he won an academy award for coda but he will sign the uh america the beautiful that's pretty cool that is pretty cool there's gonna be a u.s navy uh flyover uh which will will go down yeah and, and jay-z's rock nation will is the company executive producing rihanna's show jesse collins is the exact whoever i don't know jesse collins he's the executive producer so um yeah that's the uh that's the crew that will be handling the uh the super bowl guys yeah, Nobody puts ahead. on a better show than the NFL. They do. Yep. Game, pre-game, halftime, post-game. Nobody puts on a better show. Mm-hmm. You so know, that's why. I'm so, yeah, go ahead. I'm saying you, you're right about that. You know, so um, I don't know how they do it, man. They just they just make things happen, bro. Because I know, I know. I, there's no way. There's no way. Um, if I was a if I was asked to do that, then I wouldn't do it. Oh, it's first of all, it's such a oh, career boost. Do, do, do you know how many right. eyeballs are on that? And it's not like you have to go out there. You're out there for 15 minutes. You do a medley of songs. You promote whatever you have. Like Rihanna's got a new album coming out. Yeah, like it's gonna shoot that. Not that it wasn't gonna do well anyway, but it's gonna put it in a different stratosphere. It's just brilliant. It's brilliant marketing. Think about this. Rihanna's basically been out of the limelight for like what five, six years. Yeah, that's her that's makeup. Yeah. And, yeah, and the NFL lures her out. Out of all entities that you can think of, the NFL is the one that lures her out. You know, what does that tell you about the power and the financial the financial power behind the NFL to be able to do that? Yeah. And they've already set the bar with their halftime shows. Look at the wide range of talent they have used, from country to R&B, hip-hop, mm-hmm. rappers, you know they they run the gamut, dude. They don't they don't just they don't just go one way. They go every direction you can think of to appeal to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know that show they put on last year. That's gonna be a hard show to beat for years to come, Bruh, Yeah, fifty cent, fifty cent said, "I'm I'm what? I'm definitely on it." They he, what? What? He, he went in and deboed his way in and said, "I'm gonna be upside down, working out." Oh yeah, remember? That? <laughs> yeah, dude. It, yeah, it was interesting. You get, you get fifty cent Eminem, you know. Well, that's the thing. Drink. You know, be like three, at least three, four different people to come out with Rihanna. It's not just going to be her. It's all. Oh no, like oh no. But still, the fact that the NFL was the one, not not a not a big tour, not 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 the Grammys, not anybody. The NFL lured her out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Knowing knowing how many that, that big that audience is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I man, that's it. power right there. Uh, beyond that, uh, Mike Kafka, former Eagle, will interview with the Texans for the second time. 
He is the offensive coordinator with the Giants. He was the he was one of Dable's hires when he uh, took over with the Giants. Did a, you know obviously a really good job there with with a real lack of talent. So we'll see what ends up happening there. Um, Kellen Moore will have an interview with the Panthers now that they're out of it. Shane Steichen of the Eagles uh, will interview with the Panthers as well on January thirtieth is when that is going to take place. So, uh, what so is the interview week? with the Texans and who else? Panthers, Texans, Colts. That's right, Colts. Um, Yeah. And Gannon was... Texans. Colts, too? Colts. Wasn't he? he, Didn't he go to Denver, too? Denver, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So there, yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, that, you know, Steichen's that well thought of. Think about that. You have that interview set up for the 30th. You go out and win this game and put up some points against this Niners team. And everybody's talking about how nasty this defense is. It's going to set you up pretty well for that next interview. Very well. Yeah. You would think, right? Did you did you see what I just did? Did you what? see what I just did? You now, do? you guys going around talking about all this stuff about their defense and how, you know, uh, you know, their defensive coordinator is supposed to be a head coach somewhere. I just, I just, I just, I just did that. Give me the money. Give me the money. You know what I'm saying? I, if I don't see no check out here, I, I ain't I ain't doing it. What? what happened? What just happened? I don't know. I'm happened. just saying, like that's where I'm walking in. I want oh, you mean, if I'm going Stike? to Super Bowl. Oh, if you're him, I thought you were talking. I thought you were speaking as you, not no, as Shane Steichen. I'm, talking, I'm, I'm Shane Steichen. I'm going oh. in like this. Did you see oh. what I just did? No, oh, absolutely. Demico Ryan's uh, Demico Ryan's uh, defense. Mm-hmm. Did you see what I just did? Yes. I carved them up. Yep. Wanted. Now I'm out, and I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, well, just, just put a check. Just put a check right there and, and and leave it blank. It's definitely one of the advantages of still, you know, being in it, right? Yeah. That's for sure. All right. So Tom Brady is still undecided. Yawn. You know, but he's still undecided <laughs> where he's going to go. Just call me when you when it's over, when he makes up his mind or whatever. Uh, and same thing goes for this one. It's going to take two first rounders, according to Peter King, to get Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay. Now, he said the one team that he, he – he said there could be other teams, but the team he knows is willing to pay it is the Jets, which actually is kind of interesting. Trade the man. Trade him. Well, they got them two first rounds because how they finessed Seattle. Yeah. Trade the man. Trade him. You got to find out what this Jordan Love can do. Jordan Love got some talent. You can't sit him on the bench forever. You set Aaron Rodgers on the bench for three years. Oh, by the way, he's first ballot Hall of Famer when his time comes. I'm not saying Jordan Love's going to be a Hall of Famer, but you you have to justify making that pick. When that, when that draft went down, you had the wealthiest wide receiver class in the history of pro football. Yeah. And you took a quarterback. You took a quarterback when you still had a Hall of Fame gunslinger considered one of the strongest arms, most accurate arms in the game. You took a quarterback to sit on the bench. You wasted that first round pick, you know, and, and for a three year plan. You gave up three years of a wide receiver or an edge rusher that you could have had in the fold for a backup quarterback that did has done nothing or hasn't been given the opportunity to do anything. You know, you gotta find him. You gotta find out what he can do. What are you gonna do? Let this dude walk? You 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 gonna trade him? I mean, he's in his he's coming up on the last year of his rookie deal. Yeah. You what'd you draft him for? You got you know what? You give me two first round picks for 39 year old Aaron Rodgers. I can get a receiver. I can get edge. I get a whole lot of stuff with two first round picks. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Aaron, thank you. But we're tired of your acts. We're tired I, of you, I, him and the horn. If you I'm Green Bay, I'm looking at this and I'm saying we haven't been able to win one. Not that it was his fault necessarily, 
But we haven't been able to win one with him in, in, in a decade. Yep. 2010. Right? 13 oh, years. All right, 13 years. Someone's going to give me two first-rounders for a guy that age making that much? Trade him, man. I'm going to take my chances. I think it's time. I think it's time to make a move. What, you know, can you imagine if he goes up there? Though? It's a good move. I think it's an interesting move by the Jets. I do. Yeah, very interesting move. You put you put Aaron Rodgers on the center with 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 uh, uh, the kid the kid from Ohio Garrett State Garrett Wilson Garrett Wilson and those receivers and Brees Hall comes back hey, healthy the running back who had such hey. a good year until he got banged up decent offensive line decent defense all you need all you need is that igniter to get you over the hump yep I'd make that move in a hurry yeah I I would I would really consider that and I I don't know man that. That feels, uh, even for a guy as accomplished as he is, that feels like a lot for a borderline 40-year-old. Two ones. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I, you know, a, a, a real question I've had, you know, I've been thinking about the past couple um, days is, what's going on in, 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 in Detroit? Do they sign their guy back? Yeah. Well, I think golf. I think they want golf back. I mean, he or he burned his way back. But yeah. You're, yeah. Talking about, you're talking about paying him one of those $40 million deals. <sighs> <laughs> right. Can you get any kind of discount? <laughs> no. I tell you what, the offensive coordinator has already said, "I'm coming back. We got something special here." Yeah, he did. It tells me I'm bringing the quarterback back because the offensive coordinator and the quarterback worked wonders with that team. He's got about the cojones right now, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. I'm bringing. Well, I'm bringing I guarantee you that OC got a big bump. Johnson oh, got a big you know bump. He did. Man, you got you got. Three nice receivers, two deep at running back. Your 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 backup running back led the league in rushing touchdowns at yeah. fifteen in the regular season. Um, yeah, I'm bringing I, I, I'm bringing golf back. You know, who's to say the next quarterback will fit the system the same way? No, they they're really set up nicely. I mean, they're yep. they got a lot of talent. Only took them thirty years to get it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. For them, it's going to be getting stops. It's their defense. Exactly. Yeah, that's what they got better as the season went on, but they're not good enough. Give you know, me I, the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if they can get some stops, man. Period. Yeah. Look out. Look out. It's going to be interesting. When Bears, Bears boy T for Tuna. Uh oh. I'm only I'm only looking for a first rounder for Barrett. <laughs> first round what? First round boat? Cam Tony. Rod Yeah. Real. Yeah. That means you, you. That means that means we're bumping you out, D Gun. We're gonna let you. We, we're gonna let you come in, man. We're gonna give you a nice little one year deal. You know, what I'm saying, fully guaranteed. But you keep messing up, bro. We can't. We can't have. We can't afford to have you on the boat, man. We can't afford that. You know, you got what? You got to make sure, man. You come in, man. This is a deal. We are bona fide pros. We don't play around, bro. You might come on the boat trying to play around, want to eat bananas or something on the boat. You can't eat bananas on the boat, man. You know what I'm saying? You come in with a Why is a banana a no-no? That's, that's a no-no. It's, it's always it's, been a no-no for fishing, man. You yeah. don't eat bananas when you're out on the water. Oh, so he bring a banana on the boat, man. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna bring one just for the heck of it. Yeah. That you you'll be sitting right there at deck like no, you be won't broke. know until we about 10 miles out, of, out, of, out from shore. You what you gonna do? Turn around, take me back in and then go back out again with okay. the cost of gas right with, now? With the quickness. With the cost of gas with, right now, with the, the cost of diesel is like seven dollars. I don't care. You got to go back. We we gonna turn right back around, take you right back, put you back on the shore. We ain't we ain't we ain't gonna slow down. We just gonna push you out the boat <laughs> at the dock. You know what I'm saying? Stop. You know what I'm gonna do? 
As soon as I see the boat turn around, I'm going to scarf the banana and take the peel and hide it in a strategic spot on the boat nobody will know about. So you're still going to have bad luck when you kick me off the boat. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, my God. Don't mess with D-Gun, man. I got all kind of things swimming up here in this head. Man. I like it. I like it. All right, let's get a let's get a stoppage here. We'll come back. We'll roll into our final segment. We got birthdays. We got an on this date. We got a little Phillies mixed bit back to the Eagles. We got a lot of stuff in store for you in the final segment. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Final segment of the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. Smash that like button if you will. Uh, we are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Barrett, and Rob hanging out with you. Uh, I, all right, on this date, 
This is a good one. This is a good omen on this date. On this date, January 24th, 2005. See if you gents can guess what happened. 05 Wait, on this say, date. Say that again. 2005 on this date. Oh. Um, Eagles beat Atlanta in the NFC Championship game. Correct. Good call, D-Gun. You know hey. why you know oh. I know that day? Why? Because the day before was a major snowstorm, and the day before that, I had just bought my first ever uh, snowblower preparing for what's to come. When we got word from NBC that all of us, they wanted all of us to stay in a hotel downtown. Rob, were you a part of that? I was. Stay in the hotel downtown just so we could get there for the game. So my oldest daughter, who was like about 18 then, I had to give her a crash course on how to work a snowblower with a 24-inch width on it, right? (laughs) I just bought this thing from Home Depot. I gave her a crash course. I said, I'll call you in the morning to remind you. Well, once I got to the hotel with all the guys and we were going over all the stuff we wanted to do game days, I completely forgot. Uh And I told her, I said, look, growing up in Wisconsin, when you get major snowstorms, what you do is you shovel it in, in waves. You know, you, that free, if you're going to get 24 inches, you wait till that first foot, you get out there, knock it down. So you're not shoveling 24 inches, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you do it twice. And so I forgot to call her the first time. And I, and I said, Oh, Anna, Anna, have you, have you, I forgot to tell you, did you, she goes, Dad, I already did it. I said, What? I said, <laughs> she's the kind of kid, she's the kind of kid you show her something one time, she's got it. Right. You know, uh, but now that she's mother of two kids, and she ain't got the same memory she used to, but um, <laughs> but I showed it to her one time. She went out there and did it, and I was so proud of her. I was like, "Whoa!" And then she did it again later that evening. And so, yeah, so that's why I remember that date. There you go. Yeah, it was really cold, and we did yes. get a lot of snow. Um, yes. And the Eagles just took the Falcons apart in that game. You know, it was a lot of big plays. Dawkins had a nasty hit. Was it? Was it on oh, Crumpler? Hollis yeah. Thomas hit Vic really hard uh, on one play. Uh, Chad Lewis had a big game for the Eagles. You know, B West was doing his thing. It was it was it was a really quality way. It was clear who the better team was. That's for sure. Snowballs yeah, flying everywhere. Yeah. yeah, let's call him Wasn't Nod. That the, wasn't that the game? Chad got hurt. Did he get hurt? Yeah, he broke game? his foot on the. On, he caught yeah. a touchdown pass. The second, I think it was the second one. Yeah, in, in the back the of Super the end Bowl. zone, which really iced the game. Yeah, and he and he broke his broke his foot on that play. Yeah, yeah. and he missed the Super Bowl because of that. Um, yeah, well, that was a, just a great experience, man. Um, it got man, they got like twenty seven inches of snow that time, um, and and people still packed that stadium. You were not going to keep Eagles fans out of that stadium, no yeah. matter what. They didn't versus uh, Detroit game either. No, no, uh, well, that's that that was a little different, Barrett, because. All the weather reports said the major part of that snowstorm was coming later that day. And all of a yeah. sudden, I'm standing on the field going live. It's coming down at le- like 11 a.m., man. I remember I had on the M- the NBC blue, that, that bright blue winter jacket they gave us. Yeah. And I have the picture. You see snow. I look like I got dandruff all over my shoulders, man. Bro, you know, I, I, my shoulders covered with snow. I wasn't really bang with y'all back then. Hey, you didn't like us back then. No. Uh-uh. We still we still playing in oh. What did I yes. say? Oh five. Yeah, I yeah, you were s- still playing. Yeah. When year was this? When year was the snowstorm? I mean, uh, the uh, the one shady went off for two hundred yards rushing. That's it. It was oh five. It was it was oh four, oh five, one around there. No, no, no way no, later. No, no. That. that was okay. later. Shady, okay. shady was Chip Kelly, I think. Well, it was still Andy. What? 
the heck year was it? I want to say it was like 13 or 14. All right, that, I'll find it. That late? Yeah, no, maybe it wasn't that late. Maybe it was. No, yeah, because Nick Foles was the quarterback, right? It, it might have been – it was either Andy's – towards the end of Andy or the beginning of uh, – It was. I think it was – I think it was uh, Andy. It was Andy because everybody liked the quarterback then. We ran the ball. 13. It was 13. It was 2013? Yeah, it was 13. Oh, then it was December eighth. December 8th of 13. Wow. Uh, Chip was 13, 14, and 15, right? So it was yep. Chip's first year. Yeah, Shady Shady had 217 rushing yards. Uh, he had run – TD runs of 57 and 40. They were down two touchdowns in the game and and won. Yeah, and they, they ended up winning 34-20 was the wow. final. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Uh, Foles hit Riley Cooper with a two-point conversion. Foles snuck one in. Also, Chris Polk had a touchdown in that game. Remember Chris Polk? Chris Polk. Chris I Polk. Had a 38-yard touchdown run. They, had, wow. they scored 28 in the fourth. Damn. Did yeah. they really? Yeah. That moved them to eight and five on the season. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I didn't remember that many. Yeah, they moved them to eight and five. The, the Lions are seven and six. They were pretty evenly matched going into the game. Um, Reggie Bush was still playing. He was the Lions running back. He fell on a slippery part of the field during the warmups and re-injured himself. <laughs> what? Yeah, I remember Just, that. I do Daff- remember that. Baffert uh, three times, three snaps in the first quarter. Wow. Dang. Joyke Bell had two fumbles inside the uh, inside Bell. the red zone in the first half. Shady had 148 yards in the fourth quarter alone. <laughs> Jeez. Oh wow. It's funny the stuff you forget, right? I mean, they finished with 299 rushing yards against a defense that didn't allow a TD on the ground in the previous eight games. Detroit Dude, was pretty Shady. good. Schwartz Shady's was their coach. In... <laughs> Schwartz was Detroit's coach. Shady's right. ability to cut, the way he cut in that snow. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like – his stop and starts were crazy. They were oh insane. Oh, my goodness. They were insane. Yeah. So, Foles threw his first interception. He was one short of Peyton Manning's record for the most touchdowns without a pick to start a season. He had gone 19 what? touchdowns without a pick, and then he threw one in the game. Jeez. Yeah, man. Man, the good old days. I know, right? That was 10 years ago coming up this season. It'll be 10 years. 10 years ago? Yeah. Where were you 10 years ago, Brooks? I was working at uh, NFL Films and ESPN. Mm. I was producing then. Yeah. In, in t- t- 2013. Wow. Yep. Yep. I didn't come to you guys' shop until 15. Yeah, 15. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I was uh, I was My WIP full-time and uh, working at CBS3. That's where I, where I was doing both of those uh those two things. I was doing the post game. I was late for the post game. It took me three hours to get from my house to Fourth and Market, which generally takes me twenty five wow. minutes. Wow! And what, what time did you leave? I left with ten minutes left in the set in the first quarter, and I and I missed the beginning of the post game show. I got there Dude, late. It's as heavy as as it was snowing that you waited that long. It was terrible. It was terrible. Well, it wasn't wow. actually. Yeah, I, usually I leave with five minutes left in the second quarter. I mean, I figured I gave myself enough time. Clearly, I didn't give myself enough time. 
Wow. Um, yeah, it was pretty wild. I know you were pulling your teeth. I was a mess. <laughs> I needed to be fitted for a straitjacket. I mean, I told you, I told you guys this before. So I got pulled over by a state trooper on 95. <laughs> and the guy's like, what are you doing on the road? What are you doing? And I was, I pulled the card that I never, ever pull. I said, do you listen to WIP? He's like, yeah. I said, I'm, you know, I'm Rob Ellis. And he's like, oh, all right, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I got to do the post game show. And he gave me a police escort down 95 from nice. like the airport to like the Callow Hill exit, which, Look at you. which got me close, but I was still late. But he's like, he's like, <laughs> dude, drive right home and stay off the roads and tell your friends. Cause this is a chaos out here. It was like, it was like something out of a circus. You had cars that were just like doing spins. Right. No roads were plowed. No salt was dropped because we didn't expect it to happen. I'm telling so, you. So how late you? were you? Uh, about 10 minutes. Not crazy late, but the it, it's not good because here's the problem. Like, I think I was doing it with yeah. Dan Klecko. And Dan's great, but Dan's not the, – the post game's a different animal. There's a lot of sponsorships. There's a lot of stuff you got to do. And he's just kind of like, yeah, we're on. Eagles won. You know, he was <laughs> So So he was by himself until you got there? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. 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 Oh, was, my was, God. Yeah, bro, I, I can I can only bro, I can only imagine you because I mean it wasn't always, healthy. An yeah. hour ahead of time, you you got <laughs> the notes put out. I, I was I'm like, uh, you know, yeah. How about even, how about the other before um after we beat my my rookie year after we beat the uh, Detroit Lions? Oh, that game was unbelievable. That store that storm came like a day or so later. And we packed up right after the game. He said, "Hey, everybody, go home, pack your stuff, be able, be ready to leave early Monday morning because there's a snowstorm that's coming. So it's coming like a Tuesday or Wednesday, right? <clears throat> so we packed up everything and we flew down to to um, Florida, and we're practicing. I think it was in Tampa. We're practicing on this field had potholes and it. it was like the worst field. It's like a high school field. Oh my god! At that time, we get down there. Randall hears that he's having a baby." He jumps on a flight from Florida, goes to um, goes Vegas. Back to Vegas. Yeah, he gets to Vegas, has the baby on, I think Thursday, Wednesday, either Wednesday or Thursday, but he doesn't come back. He stays with the baby until game day. He flies in on game day, doesn't know the the office of game plan, oh. and Rodney Pete gets knocked out the game. Oh, needless to say, we got our ass. Whoop! That was a that week. The ensuing week, Barrett was chaos in Philadelphia. Man, how <laughs> dare Randall? You know, hey, you, you know, right. don't fly out and see the baby. You know, you got to know your playbook, and it was crazy. Oh man! Week. And we ended up staying there for two extra days, right? Because we couldn't fly back because it was still a mess in Philly. Oh. So, in the midst of us staying down there, I go out with uh, Leon Len. And uh, and uh, and what's his name? Um, the tackle, um, uh, oh, Eric guard. Williams, Eric Williams. No, not Eric. Um, Larry Allen, Larry Allen. I go out with Larry Allen, I'll go out with them dudes. They were cool, so I'm chilling with them, man. We're kicking it and everything. That's when I that's when I finally, you know, got to really know Leon, I mean, uh, um, Allen, or got to really know Allen, yeah, and how strong he really was, you know. So it was, it was crazy, man. Like his bench, his, 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 his bench. Bar is permanently bent from all the weight that he has on it. It's permanently bent. 
Oh like it won't go back up. It won't go straight. It's just permanent bit like that. That's how strong he <laughs> oh, is, bro. Goodness. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. Uh, yeah. So that was uh, that, that was uh, on this date, you know, way back when. All right. Uh, let's do some birthdays, and then we'll get it back to the uh, to the birds. Sean McVay, still the coach of the Rams. He's thirty-seven years old today. Uh, is Sean McVay? So he is still in place uh, with the Rams. John Belushi would have been uh, seventy-four today. He was born in nineteen forty-nine. John Belushi, uh, Animal House, Blues Brothers, all that. Uh, Sharon Tate, the actress who was killed by the Manson uh, clan, uh, was born on this day in 1943. Wow. Yeah. Yep. She would have been 80. Um, she was killed in 69. So mm-hmm. she, was, she was 26 years old uh, when she died. Neil Diamond, the singer, is 82 today. Mm. Yep. Sweet Caroline fame. Uh, Derry Diggs, the actor and, and singer, uh, is 41 years old today. Matthew Lillard, who has been in a lot of stuff, including Scream, is 53 today. Uh, Tatiana Ali, who was in Fresh Prince, she was the little sister. She is 44 today. Man, she's 44, the little sister. You want to feel old. Uh, Ed Helms from The Hangover and The Office is 49 today. He is hilarious. Hey, I love Ed Helms. He is funny, man. He doesn't get enough. He doesn't get enough uh, notoriety Bruh. for being a comic act, actor. That dude yeah. is hilarious. He is. Bro, when when he uh, <laughs> when he goes to Bangkok, man. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! He gets the Tyson tattoo on his face. <laughs> that dude is there. <laughs> the first one he's missing a tooth, and then the second one he gets the, the Tyson. You know, tribal thing on his no, head. No, when he goes to the we goes to the strip club. Oh yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah, yes. 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 Oh my god. You're a mess, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's, There's, a, lot wrong of, with you. there's a, a lot of scenes in those. In those oh my god. Huh. Um. Misha Barton is 37, the actress. Uh, Ernest Borgnine, the actor, was born this day, 1917. Mikhail's Army. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who else? Mary Lou Retton, the gymnast from the 84 Olympics, is 55 today. Aaron Neville, the great singer, is 82 years old today. Warren Zevon uh, was born on this day, 1947, passed away. Kyle Brandt, who I think is excellent on Good Morning Football. I agree. Uh, he's 44 today, is Kyle Brandt. Yep, yep. Uh, Kyle Brandt's a great mix of like he really look. You really think he's having fun? Like I believe he's having fun. Like he comes off like he's really enjoying it. He doesn't. It yep, doesn't yep. come off like a job to him. And he doesn't come off like a you no. Know, like he's been there before. Like he's he's not a guy that act like he's a football player, but he knows football. He really knows football. I agree. Yeah, I, and I think a, that's a, that's a great mix. He is a great mix. That's a good point. That's he is point. phenomenal at pop culture stuff too. Yes. It's phenomenal at that stuff. Yeah. His career is fast. He was an actor. He was on the real world MTV. He was Jim Rome's producer. Like he's had a crazy background, that guy. Um, and I think it's one of the reasons why he's so versatile and he's able to do a lot of things. Uh, that's all I got birthdays. You guys got anything? Uh, you got um, William Allen Young, Moesha's dad. Okay. Um, I don't, you know, he turned 69. 69. Yep. Um, let me see. Uh, Makayo or Machio Kaku, he's next 76. He's okay. that, he's that, um, he's that, that, um, scientist 
that you know big boom theory you know oh oh stuff. yeah oh yeah oh yeah um he turned 76 today okay brian cushing turned 36 oh, former linebacker. linebacker yep tristan worth turns 24 offensive line yep okay. uh henry ruggs okay. alabama guys in jail right now Oof. turns 24 today yep uh sleepy brown he's from outcast um goody mob he you know help TLC. Okay. Uh, he's a rapper, singer, um, you know, extraordinary, extraordinary as far as, you know, being in the music world down in Atlanta. So he's with Goody Mob and all those guys. Okay. Sleepy Brown. So that's all I have. All right. Gunner, you got any? Uh, Kenya Moore, one of the Real Housewives. Um, Justin Baldoni, he's 39. All right. And Christian Shaw from a movie, My Spy, she's 45. Okay. All right. Yep. Uh, movies. Chicago, the movie Chicago, um, yep. came Sorry. out this day. Yep. Yeah, 03. Uh, Dear John came out in 2010. I, I There wasn't a whole lot else. I, I You guys have any? There? Uh, Critters 3 from 1992. I watched I the, like first that. One, I that. the first one. I After the first one, I said, that was it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and then 2020, The Courier. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Okay. I, I did not see that one, but it was supposed to be a popular movie. Um those those are the only three movies movies were terrible this week uh, yeah for this day it's been a bad movie stretch yeah yeah and ironically with the Oscar nominations came out today so <laughs> did, did I get nominated again you uh you, you're an Emmy you're an Emmy award winner more than anything else more than an Oscar you know okay. what I mean you're, you're more of an Emmy guy okay um, all right. That's for sure. Thing uh, I have li- limit limited character role. Okay, all right. Another <laughs> role that you got a couple Emmys, I'm sure, don't you? Oh, no, I, mean, I got one. Yeah, there you go. I got one one Emmy, and I have one um, 2012 Pennsylvania Sportscast of the Year. Damn, yeah. not bad. Okay. Yeah, I got we me and me and uh me and Rob got one. We did win one. We did. We got one for Breakfast, Breakfast on Broad. Broad, and then I got two for ESPN. I got some around here. Did you? Yeah, I got two at ESPN. Yeah, mm, there we go. Oh, look at Brink- Oh, look at him. Oh, you look at him showing up. <laughs> hey, oh, look at I that. keep mine in the box. I don't even open the box. It's still I got, the box. yeah, I got two. I got one for Breakfast on Broad and one for producing. So I got, I got one. Well, for I got, I got two for producing from ESPN, but they yeah. they sent a, they sent plaques instead of sending the. Uh, oh, you don't actually get the uh... the Emmy itself. No, they sent plaques. Oh, okay, okay. So I got mm-hmm. one. I got one. One world holding girl, <laughs> and I have two plaques <laughs> holding the ball uh, up. Yeah, you know, uh, my, you know where mine are? Where I don't know. You don't even know. <laughs> I think you need to make know. like a neck, like a chain. Uh, have you have your Emmy around? You know, walking around like my flavor, flavor. My wife, right. my wife put uh, my sportscast of the year award in a glass casing in a, off in a foyer off the main door. That's nice. I forgot, yeah, you know, with a bunch of other trinkets she has in there. Uh, the other, I, if it wasn't sitting there, I would, couldn't even tell you. I just any awards I have, they're in a box somewhere in the basement. I have no idea. I don't yeah. put them up. I don't display them. I, you know, some people, some people like this. I don't. I just, yeah, I, don't know. I, I have them down here on my desk. I don't. I like. I don't yeah. know, man. I, I, it would be strange, like just having them right there in the living room. Right. I, I, Me too. The, the the running joke with actors is they put them in the uh, in the bathroom to remind how quickly your your career can go that way. They oh, like, oh, I think it's smart. pretty funny actually. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean? it keep, yeah. keeps you humble. It keeps you yeah. humble a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's for sure. 
Um, all right. So Eagle wise, um, as we get closer here to this thing, and again, it's the Eagles are three o'clock and then the, the AFC is the six thirty game. So I'm happy about that. I think we're all happy about that, that the Eagles play at three o'clock. Um, should have been, been one o'clock. Well, I mean, look, the, I'm just kidding. I'm just it's kidding. the lesser of two evils, Gunner. Okay? <clears throat> it is. It I, is. I will certainly take it. That's for sure. But I mean, the big question this week is, um, well, I think there's a couple one, what's the status of Avante Maddox? And will he be practicing? And if he could practice, does that mean they'll try and play him in this game? Or is this just, hey, let's get him a couple weeks under his belt. If the Eagles win, they'll get another week off with the bye. And then they play the Super Bowl. So where what is Avante Maddox's status? And then I would be curious, the follow-up to, hey, Lane and hey, uh, Jalen, how sore are you guys? You know, coming off of Saturday's mm-hmm. game. You know, just kind of find out where that is, too. That's, that's a valid point, you know. I, I don't think after what we saw Jalen do, I don't think soreness is, is going to be a factor in this game. Once that adrenaline starts pumping, or Lane for that matter, when that adrenaline starts pumping, all of a sudden those little aches and pains, that's the best medicine you can have, man. When you step out on that field and 60-something thousand people are screaming, and, you know, the interesting thing about this game coming up is I saw this stat yesterday. Uh, 18, it might have might go, it might be up by now. 18% of tickets sold for this game Sunday are being bought by 49er fans. Now, oh, we always really? talk about how well the Eagles contingent travels across the country as well. And 18% is a good That's pretty high for the yeah. visiting, yeah, for visiting fans. Interesting. Huh. That's I, very interesting. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. I, 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 I noticed something early in the San Francisco game. Like when Dallas made some plays early, it sounded like it was a Dallas game. There were a lot of Cowboys fans in San Francisco. Now they quieted down, obviously, with the way it went as the game went on. But you could hear them early. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Yep. That's going to do it for us. We are out of time. I want to thank Xander uh, Kraus, our producer, doing a great job as always. All of you in the chat section, we thank you and everybody streaming, everybody listening. You guys are the best. Again, tell a friend, let's spread the word, man. We're, we're, we're doing it better than anybody else. Three hours a day, 12 to 3 every single day. Uh, three hours of power with this crew. All right, don't go anywhere. You got the you National know, Football spend, Show. Spending three hours with you guys just isn't enough for one day. Bye, y'all. Wow. <laughs> just just keep kicking me in the teeth. Wow. I always tell I you, Derek, no you, you have the option to keep going. Like, you can keep going. It's no problem. Wow. We're, we're wow. just going to turn hey, the mic off, but you can just keep, yeah, you keep going. Um, I try to show you right. love, and this is what I get. Wow. All right. Stay tuned for uh, for Dan Cilio. He's coming up. Don't go anywhere. We're back with you guys same time tomorrow. Uh, you guys are the best. Uh, that is Derek. That is Barrett. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. We'll see you tomorrow same time. <laughs>
My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Seth Joyner. A new Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 